Hey everybody, Bang. welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich, I'm sitting here with Clint and Brent. Guys, what the fuck was with Jake Hager and fucking Wardlow? Uh, they tried uh, to put a match on AEW that they shouldn't have put on AEW. This is uh, what happens when you try to put um, How real do you sports with not quite I mean, real sports. They're, yeah, their job is to make fake fighting look like real fighting anyway, so they're going to change their style to just, dude, and they're... Well, they, you know, they should have probably done it cinematic style if they were going to do it. <laughs> cinematic serious. MMA. You can't put on a fake MMA or boxing match without someone actually throwing you could, a real punch and getting hurt or not throwing real punches and it looking completely terrible, and I, that's what we got here. Yeah, but yeah, but I think they I think they learned their mistake of doing a cinematic match when they did uh, War Games and they recorded the first hour of Dynamite. <laughs> and the crowd had to sit there and watch it on the Titantron. Or, oh, on, wait, I can't say yeah, Titantron. Yeah. They they watched it on the screen. The yeah. overhead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, I think they learned their lesson on that. Man, I when Jr. is selling like hammer fist, hammer fist. I'm like, he's like two foot the fuck away from him. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like at one point, another guy jumped on another guy's back and tried to choke him out while they were walking around the ring and shit. And that's some Matt Hughes shit. You know what I mean? Like that don't happen one time in a UFC match, I think. But like that don't like uh, you know they should have went with like Ken Shamrock style lines den. And a wrestling match and like a lion's den type of th type of yeah, I mean like they could have done made, that would have made else. more sense then, or just let them have a wrestling match in an octagon like TNA style, original TNA style. And well, then they're they're like picking dudes up over their head and letting them and shit, and like how are you gonna switch from fucking wrestling and <laughs> MMA right, back and to wrestling, back to MMA? Every week I want to love wrestling again. I I want to fall back in love with wrestling. Then I turn on my TV and fucking. There's a MMA match. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that the Josh Barnett's blood sport has done such a good job the way he does it that people are trying to Yeah, how does it not look fake for and they're trying to steal it from Well, him. I mean, I mean come I watched on. a bunch of clips. Shane McMahon tried it on Raw. <laughs> right, Raw, the uh, underground. With Raw underground. The, 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 it the, wasn't terrible though. I was, was the segment of Raw that shall not be spoken. That's of. why I know that's why I know who Dabakato is when he popped no, no, up no, no, on no, 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 it's, it's a Commander Aziz. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no more Davocado Commander Aziz. And Which, uses, man, if he would have used this that. Is his, this is his finisher. He hits you in the throat with his thumb real hard. It's called the nail. Yeah, uh, if he would have used that in those matches, that. he would have won. Umaga. Umaga, Except yeah. Except he throws his like an uppercut. This guy does. <laughs> uppercut, what the fuck? Umaga, you still like hold him and then fucking jab it, you know? This dude just hits you fucking uppercut. That's funny. It's fucking dumb looking. <laughs> it's real dumb looking. I'm, I think I'm going to be a Davocado fan. No, you would be, man. The thing is, he's taller than everybody else, so he kind of has to uppercut to hit you in the throat. Because if he's, not, he just straight have, up punch you right in the middle of the face. He's got to have, like, the most uncomfortable wrestling attire. It's like a big giant jacket with big old fucking arms, so it looks like it's big and baggy on him. It's, like, but it's goofy looking. What would you dude. say his name was again? C Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. I he's, told you guys. About Commander Aziz versus Damian Priest? He's well, they're, they're, they're on two different brands. I mean, I, okay. I mean. Smackdown and Raw. I don't, I don't like. I just, Aren't they both, like, 6'8"? Fucking almost seven foot or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Damian Priest is he's he puts on a pretty good show, I'd say. I, I'm not a big huge fan. I don't like him coming out and shooting the fake arrow and lighting things on yeah, fire. I think that's kind of Archer goofy. infamy. Yeah, yeah but, but, but he's he, got like he hasn't been on TV since uh, the night after uh, the zombie lumberjack match. Oh. <laughs> Saving off that zombie infection, oh. probably got probably got bit. Uh, From what I understand, he's recovering from a back injury that he suffered at WrestleMania. He's kind of a uh, Scott Hallish esque, like a Scott Hall. If Scott Hall and Rey Mysterio had a baby, yeah. <laughs> and but Scott Hall gave him the okay to use the razor's edge if he wanted to use it. 
Which, speaking of other terrible pay-per-view matches, you guys want to run down Hell in a Cell? Yeah, yeah, might as well. Yeah, sure. All right, well, as we all know, Hell in a Cell was last weekend, and uh, let's go with the first match. was Bianca Belair against Bayley. Hell in a Cell for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. What do you guys think of that match? That, I I mean, so I didn't watch Hell in a Cell, but uh, uh, that, to me, going into the card, sounded like like it had the most potential. (laughs) It was the replacement match for Roman and Rey Mysterio since they moved it to the night before. To the SmackDown. SmackDown, I I think it was the best match on the whole card. Was it good? (laughs) It was the best Hell in a Cell match on the whole card for sure. You didn't I answer feel my like question, it, though. Was it good? I feel like it was the yeah. best match on the whole card, honestly. Yeah, it was the best match of the night to start it out. And and you, that's what you <laughs> want to start your show out is to have a really good match. But the thing is, when you start a show like that and you have a good match, you want to have everyone else build off that and do better than the show the match before them. And it just kind of kept, for me, shit from there. kept getting worse until I turned it off because I couldn't finish watching it. So by the end of the pay-per-view, the I first match? I didn't watch it until the end. Oh, okay. I had to turn it off. I watched it all the way to the end. but I couldn't. Yeah, they opened the night with the best match. I mean, you had uh, you had kendo sticks. You had a ladder. Uh, they didn't use tables in that match. No. no. Both you guys keep uh, saying the best match on the card, but that doesn't answer the question. What? Was it a good match? Oh, well, if it's well, the best match on the card, I'd say well, Yeah, well, match. I mean, not really. Like, was it, it could have been the best match of WCW 2001. Yeah, it was a good like. match. I'd say <laughs> I think her and Bailey put on I, – I like – Anytime Bianca puts on a match, I think it's a good match. But her and Bailey together did a really good job, I felt like. And you didn't have like a third person in the mix or a fourth person in the mix, which is what they do a lot here anymore to try to get everyone in a segment together or whatever. But um, I just, I don't know, I thought it was a really good match. I think that, um, I feel like you feel, I think they're trying to stuff Bianca down everyone's throats just a little too much. Well, um, they, but they, they only, have, they only have about five or six females on the SmackDown roster, so we're gonna get bianca shoved down our throats yeah. but i like her i think she's a good i don't like the over the top like her running down the track doing hurdles and all that stuff and like that well, i don't need yeah we, that. we already understand you're the best right you're the est like, he says in every every uh, promo she cuts and everything and i get it but i don't like the little vignettes that they do with her like you'd put a vignette out for someone who's showing up out of nowhere a brand new wrestler like <laughs> she's trying to get her like Kurt Angle and, over, like oh, then, she was almost in the Olympics. Like well, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle, Kurt Angle was in the Olympics. Like don't. Get, <laughs> you know. And then having her wrestle Bailey, who's the longest reigning champion, that just establishes her, establishes her since she's technically still is a rookie. Who yeah. won? Uh, Bianca. Bianca did, of course. She gave her the uh, kiss of death on top of a ladder. Mm-hmm. For Bailey one, two, had the belt for what almost like a year. That heel that gets real close to winning but can't again until she gets like a probably her own stable. I don't like her heel character. Me neither. I don't like her. She's like a Egyptian. You said you, said you liked her heel character last week. Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot more than her hugs and all really? that. Yeah. I just don't like her hair and her. I like love the, Bailey super fan. I always thought she should join the New Day and they should come out with the wobbly fucking arms. New guys Day didn't together. want her on their team. <laughs> <laughs> they want someone else. <laughs> All right, so we'll go to the next match. The next one Good we page. had uh, <laughs> or Sasha. Yeah, we had a uh, Seth Rollins and Cesaro, which again was another really good match. Uh, I, yeah, but the thing with Cesaro is he's already lost to Roman Reigns, so he's another guy that they blew up like he was a great. Oh, he should be champion, and he lost, and now it's like he's on the steady decline. 
Well, yeah. The only person on SmackDown that hasn't lost to Roman has been Seth, and that's because him and Seth haven't wrestled each right. other. Not yet. I no. don't think, and they're both the top heels on SmackDown, so they won't. Yeah, they they, won't touch they don't each like other. to put heels against heels. No, of course not. But uh, was it actually a real good wrestling match until the end when it was uh, <laughs> a roll up for a one, two, three? Yep. You have a great fifteen twenty minute match to end it with a bullshit roll up. Yep, it was like a, they were working like hard a too. Actually, boy? Yeah. Yeah. Those small oh, package. Like small package. Man. That's and that's gonna. They go do up. that all the fucking time. That's, that's oh, and it's it's one of two on the night. That's good. <laughs> two times. That's, on that's gonna go on the old uh, list for. Uh, for ups and downs as well as the uh oh yeah he's got the roll up list for the year and counts them down for the whole year how many there's at the end of the year and gives you the total all the <laughs> roll ups at the end of the year and I, I think they're on pace for over 200 this year the most oh devastating move in all sports entertainment the it roll is. up for the win the backslide don't forget about the backslide <laughs> uh, and then we the next match on the card you had Alexa Bliss against uh, Shayna Baszler for the whole, was it in a fucking? Uh, no, no, it was just a straight up wrestling match. Just straight up worst match I've ever seen in my life. Alexa Bliss used her mind powers to make uh, Nia Jax, Nia Jax raise her arm and lower her arm and then scream real loud. And she smacked uh, the Somalia uh, Reginald. Yeah, little Reginald. <laughs> what? And, and then the <laughs> then the entire match, the, uh, yeah, whatever. He shows up with wine. He gives people wine. Yeah. He, he, he started him. with he started with Car- or Carmella. He's a creepy little. Yeah, kid. I seen him with Carmella. He's creepy cat. And when uh, she creepy. fired when she fired him for liking uh, Sasha Banks, she Nia Jax instantly picked him up. <laughs> he's creepy. Yeah. He's very creepy. I don't like his character. He's. he's I don't like creepy. Nia Jax. To be honest with Me you. Me neither. Her attitude's bad. Right. <laughs> her wrestling is bad. That too. Well, she she hurts she, people. Yeah, she a hurts lot. people a lot. Yeah, and she said she's not afraid to hurt people if they get on her bad side or whatever. And that's not what you want, man. That's not how you want to wrestle against. Even like people that have hated each other yeah, like the her, most in wrestling, be like, no, I protect a guy in the ring because you can actually legit kill somebody if you're. Her being uh, her being like that though is what got Becky Lynch over. Uh, I don't necessarily know that's over the, the top. Case. Next I think level. She just fucking. I I honest to God don't think when she's she the one broke who broke. His note. I think they give her credit for it, but I think it was uh, the blonde-haired chick that came showed up with uh, uh, Charlotte. Dana Brooke? Yeah, I think it was her that did it, and they give Nia Jax She's fucking hurts people too, doesn't she? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she's the one who did it because on the video I seen, she hit fucking Becky with a forearm, and then her nose was bleeding after that, and then after that, Becky was fighting Nia Jax. I think that Dana Brooks just not someone they want over enough or to have that enough respect that she's the one and they wanted to see like Nia Jax broke Becky. I don't think anybody remembers any of that shit. Exactly. It was a huge brawl. There was a shit shit ton of women in the ring brawling as well. The only people, the only part about that you remember is her sitting there fucking caked in blood, fucking swiping it on herself. Well, this was the thing. That's her stone cold moment. What what my thing about it was, was I, I don't like Dana Brooke. I'm not a fan. And I don't feel like she can wrestle. And when she fucking broke her nose, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, she fucked up in the ring and just broke her nose when she hit her with that forearm. <laughs> and then they were selling it like, you know, and oh, now. she's the man, all the blood and whatnot. And I was like, damn, that's probably going to get Dana Brooke over for being the one who broke her nose. And then they never talked about it. And then all of a sudden it was like, Nia Jack's the one who broke Becky's nose. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> you need to go back and check the tape on that shit because I don't. I, I might have to pull that, shit, that raw up and if I can find it and watch it back and see if that's what happened. But seriously. I- I don't, I don't think, think, Nia I don't think anybody got over for that. I think she got buried more on the internet for it. Nia Jax did. Well, as of right now, Dana Brooke is still going to be buried. She's partnered with Mandy Rose, who also can't wrestle. Yeah, but she's she's pretty, but she can't wrestle. She's beautiful. It doesn't matter when they come out on t- on pay per view and their titties pop out. 
Well, yeah, you don't well. get to see it. It blacks <laughs> it out. <laughs> oh, I oh, no. I seen the live <laughs> on WrestleMania. <laughs> Me too. It went whoop for a second. For a second. If you have a good eye, good keen eye, you've seen it. Um, but uh, I like Mandy Rose, to be honest with you. I think uh, I've seen her a few singles matches. She's not bad. I just She's don't not think good at all. I don't think they're polished enough like they were. Like when she wrestled in NXT, she really wasn't that bad. When she first showed up on SmackDown, she was pretty good. But being away from the crowds, wrestling one day a week, not training yeah, the dude, way they, they should be training and not hitting the mat the way they should be hitting the mat all the time. Not touring. Right. That's what I mean. They're not hitting. They're not doing it every night of the week. So it's starting to look very, very bad. And, like, I'm not saying that all the shows that are one day a week are bad, but most of them guys that do have them shows one day a week are at least working out in a ring and doing things to make sure that the show's going to look good when they are there one day a week. WWE's not like that anymore. They're way too fucking relaxed. And uh, <laughs> and you can tell. the way, Like I said, WrestleMania. You're saying the pandemic made everybody lazy? Yeah, I am. And I'm saying at WrestleMania, like, when the rainstorm happened and they said, here, take these mites and cut promos we oh, don't yeah. have written. And everybody was like, uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair cut the best promo out of everyone that night with a free mic. The best one out of everybody. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, you Drew didn't McIntyre. like Drew McIntyre. No, he thought I, he I love Drew McIntyre. Why? He couldn't figure out what to say. He was just pissed. He like, it was real. No, like It wasn't real. It was, he was pissed in real life. Like, yeah, but he, I can't believe this shit is happening to me. Like, I felt his frustration. Like, oh, my God, you are fucking nip. Like, this is it. This is the end of your career. Only Sorry, frustration guy. I seen was him trying to get out a promo that he didn't have written for him. Or how do I say this? No way. He was a little boy that fucking made it to WrestleMania, and WrestleMania was canceled, and this was his <laughs> moment to fucking redeem so, himself. Uh, so he's he like, boom, shit, rain. So he had, <laughs> yeah, so he had to relate another 45 minutes to wrestle. It's all right. Yeah. I was going to say, we got another shit match between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre <laughs> at WrestleMania. It wasn't a really good one at all either. I was not impressed. I was about as impressed as it was with what, like what I was with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar at the WrestleMania before. That is the opposite of an Austin 316 moment. Like That is where exactly careers, right. go to, careers go to die. Like, Drew no, McIntyre. no one cut an Austin 316 promo that night if it's memorable. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Bel- Bianca Belair. She didn't cut a memorable like she didn't cut an Austin three sixteen as if, promo. If she night. gets over to the like another no. level, fucking they'll be talking about that moment forever. No. Like they talk about three sixteen. No, because there's there's no moment in that that like that was the first time you ever heard him say Austin three sixteen says, and then it became a gimmick. She didn't say anything. Yeah, it didn't come a gimmick right away. away though. They like to fucking tell that story. Like he wasn't over for like another three months after that. Nah, and fucking. He was well, already well, over. He just wasn't. I mean, he was over, but he, he wasn't, wasn't over with Vince. Like, he was over with the crowd, but Vince was like, eh. Three sixteen and Mike Tyson took part like fucking four months it, apart. Pal. Like. Like there was a moment. No, where that shit happened in like '97. Uh, the shit with Tyson didn't happen until '98. Like yeah, '98. January, February, March of '98. Whenever Royal well, Rumble '98 was. It was uh, June 23rd, 1996. King of the Ring, Austin yeah, so against. Was, so six months. He he wasn't shit between those times. Yeah, he was. Not really. Only time it was well, just he, having only good time matches. He was out like, was which, when he, he which, got dropped on his head by Owen that SummerSlam. Which honestly, Jake's. Uh, religious thing is really what brought out Austin's right, thing. Right. He, Austin actually went to the medical facility because, well, we're not allowed to say hospital right. anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, Mark Miro busted his mouth open. He had to go get stitches. and uh, That night? He, yeah. Yeah, Mark Miro uh, did a chin breaker on Stone Cold and did it wrong, and Stone Cold's mouth hit the top of his head and fucking busted his whole entire fucking... If you watch the shit back, you can see Before his, his match with Jake the Snake? Yeah, he, 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 literally, yeah. he literally got back to the arena minutes before the match and uh, 
Michael Hayes told him what he, about the promo that Jake just cut, and he's like, all right, so we're going to go out there. Austin was picked as the winner. I mean, well, history-wise, actually Triple H was supposed to well, win right. the 1996. Say the, he pulled the old uh, curtain call. The curtain call, call Madison Square Garden. He had to wait one more year to get How his did Triple H get the shit into that deal? Like, he's, he's, he's well, well, they're two leaving anyway, and Shawn Michaels Sean, is champion, yeah, so we're going to have to shit on you Sean, real hard. Sean was a bigger name, yeah. Yeah, Sean was the champion, was so the they last, weren't. He was the last Vince's last guy. Triple H was the least popular out of all four of those motherfuckers. It was all so the, he was the, like, he was the fall man. Even Sean yeah. Waltman at that time was more popular than Triple right. H. Right, but he wasn't in the he was he was and he just shut up and took it. Like he he had to endure way more than yeah, he should have. If you watch his documentary, he talks about how he had to eat plates of shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He ate all the plates of shit. He's Ultimate. he's taking his plates and eating them well because he's sitting at a very nice spot now. <laughs> Didn't he get beat up by Ultimate Warrior after that too at WrestleMania? That was his first WrestleMania match. Was a squash be- match to, because of that? Because yes. of his first WrestleMania match was against Ultimate Warrior. It was like maybe twenty or thirty <laughs> seconds long. Right. He gave fucking Ultimate Warrior the pedigree, and Ultimate Warrior no sold it and jumped right back up and was like, "No, I don't think so." And then body like body pressed him. Grill and slam. then did the thing where he runs off the ropes and jumps up and slams him down on his stomach. And oh, then man. And Triple H was laying on his Another. stomach. He wasn't even on – he was, like, laying on his stomach with his back up in the air. When, was King of the Ring after WrestleMania? Yeah. yeah, King of the Ring was the June pay-per-view. Dude, it was it, – the match is so bad. So it's – oh, my gosh. And you can see how pissed off Triple H is that he no-sells the pedigree, too. I mean, no-sells it. Like, he hits him with it. And he, he, dude, Ultimate Warrior don't even take his jacket off for the match. <laughs> Wasn't he wearing a hat too, or some shit? No, that's that was like that later. That's later. He does a promo, but yeah, he comes out to do the to do. He does his entrance. He's got the big long trench coat on with the air. He doesn't even take the shit off. <laughs> Russell, that's how quick the match of Triple H was. <laughs> Which uh, the King of the Ring with Austin, and then the it was the creation of uh, Austin three sixteen. So that I just whipped your ass, yep. dude. That that whole all based promo. off of the John three sixteen promo that Jake did right beforehand. Well, that was his whole. He was like, it was like a Bible thumping gimmick he had for like a couple yeah. months. Yeah, when he came back to WWE from WCW. I mean, Austin's a man, bro. Yeah, dude, I just and that wasn't a scripted promo. That I was still every cuff. time I see it, I get goosebumps. It's like, oh my god, oh, I get goosebumps so every good. time I hear it. Every time it'd be on just a small promo package, and out of the blue, they'll play that little segment, and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> god damn, I can still feel it, Steve Austin. Yeah, I don't feel that on any promos I hear nowadays. There's rock promos that he'll cut from back in the day still, and I'm like, god damn, that was good. Yeah. I mean, and I don't hear promos like that at all, at all anymore. Which it led up to uh, Austin's matches with Brett the Hitman Hart to, uh, oh, yeah. they did the double turn. Was that, team. oh, yeah, that, that was the same. That, that is, that's the. That's the same WrestleMania like, Triple H lost the Ultimate Warrior on? Yeah, it was the build up to uh, Austin. Dude, double turns don't happen very often, but when they Austin do, Austin became yeah. the baby face, and yeah, uh, yeah, Hart became the heel. They had a that uh, match was all, dude. That, that's like one like everybody wants to go out there and bleed all over everything. Like that's one match where you couldn't have done it without the blood. Like there's not a whole lot of matches where I'm like, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't like, supposed to bleed that much. Yeah, well, he actually, that's he, the only takeaway. Yeah, he he accidentally cut his head too much. Yeah. No, he uh he didn't even actually cut himself in that match. He actually busted his head off of the uh guardrail. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he, I, he actually busted open. He didn't bleed that night. Wow, he bled a lot. Fucking a whole 
ring full of blood that night. I got down there's a giant fucking spot on the map for the rest of the WrestleMania where Stone Cold blood out everywhere. <laughs> Shamrock was the fucking uh, the referee for that match, and they cut yeah. him out of yeah. WWE completely. Dude, you don't com- even talk about out him of history altogether, right? He had a couple of really good matches in WWE too, and held a few titles. What is the deal with that? Like Triple, like you just don't like Triple H. That's, huh? what, that's what him and Triple H never got along. Is what supposedly the story is, and Triple H is just you know now that he's up there. Out of everybody they've brought back, it, I mean, is he on drugs now or anything? No. Like. Uh-uh. He's in fucking uh, Impact. Was he? Oh uh, no, a, he's he's uh, sus- suspended indefinitely from Impact. We haven't seen him for is that storyline though, or it could be. But uh, he was partnering with Sammy Callahan, and yeah, he got suspended because he would beat the shit out of people for Sammy, and we haven't seen him for months. Yeah, that's his storyline, dude. Do you know how TNA is when they fucking like Macho Man <laughs> showed up and then disappeared forever, and he's oh, like, dude. "When's he coming back? Who's behind door number three? It's Buff Bagwell." It's like what? Oh. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be Macho Man. Faked yet again. They Which, never could really get the legends to have a run. Oh, well, they couldn't oh, fucking and they pay weren't even enough legends, money to really. stay, yo. Yeah. Not the good legends. Scott Hall drugged out and drunked out. <laughs> fucking buff bad smell. <laughs> buff, buff bad, bad smell. smell. Yeah, buff bad smell. He sucks. <laughs> Which, didn't he just get arrested yeah. recently? Yeah. He's doing great, He's, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he released that video we watched. He's like, I don't want you worrying about me at all. <laughs> I'm like, I've never been better in my whole life. It's the like, pic- dude, you just had like. The picture of him looked like an 80-year-old man. <coughs> and then the video that he was running, he had all of his fucking shit all colored in. It looked like he was like 25. And I was like, no, buff. That's not what your DUI picture looked like. <laughs> right. Which, since we got way off topic, let's, uh, well, we can. What topic were we on? I we're well, we were, hell, right? yeah, <laughs> hell, we were on Hell in a Cell, but we got to the Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, oh, or was, not Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler match, and it was, so no wonder, it was bad, so no we just we went just, on a rant. <laughs> no wonder we went on the side. Uh, the next so match, bad. though, was uh, KO and Sami Zayn. KO's done now, though, right? Oh, by the way, Shayna Baszler won that match, too. Uh, nobody cares. Right, but in case anybody wanted <laughs> no, to. No, I turned it. No, off. Alexa Bliss won the match. I she, no. See, you didn't even know. No, uh, she hit her with the uh, her little oh, splash that's off right. the, she the did. Twisted Bliss. She did Bliss. her little Twisted Bliss off the top. Yeah. I forgot. Fuck. <laughs> that's how, that's how <laughs> interested I was by the end of it. It was so bad. It's a bathroom match, huh? It was bad, dude. <laughs> Which, uh, no, Sam, Sammy and KO aren't done. Apparently, this announced that uh, they will wrestle each other on next week's SmackDown, and the winner qualifies for Money in the Bank. Really? Yep. So what the hell's KO talking about on Twitter then? He's talking about oh, being talking done. Oh, talking about being done. Yeah, I seen that. Taking a break. Trying to pull the old Dean Malenko fast one WCW. <laughs> show back up at C-Clo play. They'll, <laughs> they'll just put on another good match between Sammy and KO, and Sammy will qualify, and KO will go away for a little while. I'm not interested anymore. That's a good uh, – by the way, if anybody goes back and watches that WCW, I think it's a uh, Starcade where they have a cruiserweight battle royal. And Jericho comes out, and he announces the names of everyone coming out to the ring, except he announces them all, like, like not as the names of them coming out to the ring. And Dean Malenko's dressed up as Cyclope <laughs> yeah. and fucking wins this Cruiserweight Battle Royal. And right after the Battle Royal, he, has, he, has, he's a, he gets to wrestle Jericho for the Cruiserweight title. And, of course, Jericho had beat up Malenko and made him call him Stinko Malenko. And Malenko was like, I can't win matches. I gotta go home and think about it for a while, and that's exactly what KO's doing right now. I can't, <laughs> I can't win no matches. My stunner looks bad. I gotta go home and figure it all out. He should never have went to the stunner though. He's just no one will take it well, correctly. Well, the bad part is he's got four finishing moves. He's got the pop up power bomb. He's got the swanton bomb. The he's one. got the is it a blue thunder bomb? He uses it every once in a while. Yeah, and then he's got the stunner. Blue the, thunder bomb. Wait, no, the, the, th- the blue thunder bomb is uh, Sammy's 
He's got a, he's got a, or is it the roll up in the corner? In the corner, yeah. yeah. Does a little flip into the corner. I can't think of what that's the called. The cannonball. Yeah, cannonball. But I don't know, man. Ko's. I love Ko. I love everything he does. But uh, no one wants to learn how to take the stunner the correct way, so they shouldn't do it at all. And that's just the end of the hey, story. Hey, everybody should take it like Logan Paul did. That was oh, that man, was. I thought he died. God awful. I thought he broke his neck and died right in the ring. And I was like, oh my god, they killed somebody on WrestleMania. He took it worse than Vince McMahon takes it. And there's one, the, like the very first stunner Vince McMahon takes, he like falls on top of Stone Cold like he died somehow. Like I've never seen someone fall on top of somebody doing it. And then fucking that Paul dude did it at fucking. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. The thing this is though, when Austin gave Vince McMahon the stunner, those tight shorts that. Austin wore he, <laughs> half the time he didn't know where his foot was gonna land up so half the time his reaction he actually got kicked in the nuts not the <laughs> stomach it's just if you ever watch the very first stunner that Vince ever takes it's like the stiffest stunner in the world and then like he fucking like falls just like dead falls like body weight on top of Stone Cold and then Stone Cold has to like push him and roll him off and roll out from under him to be able to get up <laughs> off the mat and shit and then Vince is like laying on the mat like shaking like somebody actually stunned him with a stun gun and shit it looked like it hurt <laughs> So he took it like a fool. <laughs> Which the all right, we'll go into the next match. It's uh, it was Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair oh, for the Raw yeah. Women's Championship, which is the second time that we've seen Charlotte and Rhea wrestle. I mean, the last pay per view is a triple threat match with uh, Oscar too. Both oh, yeah. of these two are great, and I don't feel like they have good matches with each other at all charlotte's well, don't she uh, didn't have her eye on the ball anyway because her boyfriend's just, in fucking AEW. right maybe it's just bad booking i don't know but every time i watch these two wrestle each other i don't care for it for some reason i don't like it it's just well, not, it doesn't look on, good. honestly on the raw roster you only have charlotte and oscar to challenge Rhea. yeah i know but it's just i don't know man i, just, I honestly feel like charlotte's past her prime and like i think she's, done she's unfocused and she doesn't give a shit i think she's just done everything to do in I, wwe phoning it to, in I think she's uh, waiting for her contract to expire so she can go wrestle for AEW and be with Andrade. Me too. They um, like two years ago, or maybe a year ago or so, her and Andrade um, got uh, copyrights to a bunch of names, like just like outside of what their WWE names are. And so I think when she goes back out on the road, she's gonna start going to AEW or maybe ROH or just maybe she'll you know, travel around everywhere and want to. What's her real name? Like Ric Flair. Uh, uh, Ashley Flair. Let's flare. Flare. It still looks like Ashley Flair. Flair, though, if she leaves. Uh, I think that's one of the names that she copyrighted was was her own name, Ashley Flair, and then one of one of them was Queen. Queen of I think Queen of the Ring or something like that. Hmm. And then one was something else. I can't remember what it was. And then Andrade, the name he's using right now. Andrade Hotel. And then there was two other names he copyrighted. And I can't tell you what the fuck they were because they were. Well, that's pretty sure he owns his La Sombra one already. He's wrestling in Mexico right now, right? Uh, He's part of AAA. Yeah. AAA. Is he not signed by AEW? I thought they signed him to a contract. They signed him. He is, but uh, he's he's working on like the same type of deal that Kenny Omega is because Kenny Omega is part of AAA too. Oh, Because actually at AAA. Conan's running that, right? I think he has something to do with it. I don't think he's running it. Or did he get kicked out? DJ for the fucking inner circle, bro. No, I am. Actually, uh, Andrade and Kenny Omega face each other at Triple Mania for the Triple A Mega Championship. So Kenny. it'll be interesting to see if Tony Khan will let Kenny Omega drop that title. Nah, I, he he'll keep that shit. I guarantee it. And then 
It would be neat to see. Who does he drop it to, though? Hangman. Well, yeah, that will that'll be the eight. That'll be the AEW world title. Right. I was talking talking about about the triple. Yeah. Maybe Andrade, I guess, like you said. No, I don't see him losing at all. Fucking, I think he's going to keep the belts for a while. Oh, I don't know why, but he's enough of a fucking... He's only a draw with all those belts? Is that what you're saying? No, I think, unfortunately, he's a draw without him, but I think he's going to end up going babyface, and I think he'll have to be babyface before he loses any of those titles. As a heel, I don't see him losing any of them. I think you're going to see him go babyface eventually, not too long before now. It's going to happen. No, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen, he'll drop it to Hangman, who is the babyface, and then it'll kind of be of a redemption story of Hangman was my friend and... Uh, Hangman fucking kicking it with a dark order right now. Yeah. Nah, kind of, yeah. but not really. He's I hanging mean. out. He's hanging out <laughs> drinking with him, yeah. like he like he does. <laughs> but uh, the elite shit that Kenny Omega's on, those are all they're all bad guys. So he's either gonna have to leave, leave them and let the Bucks and the other dudes completely keep being heels, or they're all gonna have to become a good guy group together. And the only way to do that is to have them go against another bad guy group, right? So either, I don't know. either I don't the inner it. circle goes back to being heels, which I don't see happening. The only ones I even give a fuck about at all is or the Good Brothers. You got the Pinnacle, the oh, Nightmare no. Family, which the Nightmare Family is not really enough people in there well, now. Well, the, the inner night- circle. Well, the Nightmare Factory or the Nightmare Family is the babyface group, yeah. and the Factory is the heel group. If the inner circle goes against the elite, ain't that sad that you got to have that explained to you? That's how much they're over. No, if the inner circle goes <laughs> well, against the Well, that's because elite. nobody gives a shit about QT Marshall and his group. Right, I didn't. That's what I'm I saying. Yeah, man, I'm kind of a QT Marshall fan. Oh, get like, the fuck out of here. Have you, you, have you watched guy? that documentary on Amazon? I don't need to because I don't. But he makes me fucking want to go to sleep it's, when I see him. This he, is his last chance, dude. Like dresses he, like he's fucking Tony Soprano. He's not. <laughs> He's I don't know. know. I don't like when he's they make a, that reference. He's at fucking all. Blue Meanies buddy and shit. Yeah, whatever. Fucking so Stevie Richards and he ain't good either. He was oh Stevie Richards is the shit. No, he ain't. Yes, he he's is. The worst. You're gonna talk about Chris Benoit being the fucking best and shit and give Stevie no love. Why would I give that's too? Because he can go harder and faster than fuck, Benoit. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because he's still alive. <laughs> that's the only reason he can go harder and faster. No, dude, he could not outwork Benoit on his best day. Oh yes, he could. Get the For fuck sure could. out of here. For dude. sure could. Stevie Richards. Yes. No. No. Some of his shit in ECW was the shit. No, dude. BWO was the only thing that he ever did that was. Fucking I mean, that's what got over. And right time. to censor. Right to censor won. They did, but we need to forget. <laughs> they need to be fucking forgotten about. They won. That they've shaped the fucking wrestling for the last fifteen years. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they need to be fucking forgotten about though. They really do. All right, and back to the Bria and Charlotte match. We've, oh, we, we did, no, no, it's it's in the description of our podcast. It's 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 You're about wrestling history here too, folks. Yeah, it's about wrestling of uh, past, present, and future, and a lot, a lot, and a lot of wandering around. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, we wander. So, sure. going back to this uh, match, it's pretty much just the ADD train of, you know, just. What but it's all that? it's all actually happened. We're fucking you can fact check some of it, but most of it's <laughs> fucking, most of it's real. We've seen it too get, many too many times. Account. <laughs> well, yeah, history has a chance that or it always comes around full circle, repeating itself. Right. Yeah, speaking of the diamond mine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit probably. But going back to this Raw Women's Championship match, you had Rhea and Charlotte beating the shit out of each other for a good fifteen minutes. It was a real good match up until they was went out. Roll up. No. That was the main <laughs> event. This was some bullshit disqualification. They get outside the ring, and Rhea flips up the cover of the 
announce desk into the face of Charlotte, and the ref disqualifies her. How many times have we seen somebody be put through that table right in front of the referee and it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, this match will continue. Just get back in the ring. You're all right. Them WWE rules, man. That's what I, I do. That's hey. exactly what I said. It's WWE using them fucking rules when they want them to fucking fit their own goddamn profile. <laughs> and then he, even he said the next night on Raw, because I don't watch fucking Raw, I quit until they have a crowd back. I ain't watching the shit. He said the next night on Raw, some motherfucker used one as a fucking weapon, and they didn't use, they didn't fucking do <laughs> shit at all. Oh, yeah. Uh, they took took the guy's head right off the announce <laughs> desk, and, yep, let's just continue this match. Ridiculous. <laughs> so. Well, it's probably a different ref. And then. <laughs> 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 it's that referee's discretion now? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then we'll, <laughs> <laughs> then we'll get to the main event. We'll get to the main event of Hell in a Cell. You had Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship <laughs> inside Hell in a Cell. Bobby I mean, Lashley, Bobby Lashley had to go over, right? I mean, he's a bad guy, but yeah, he fucking he definitely went. Actually, over. Drew kind of got more over just from getting his ass kicked. Oh yeah, yeah, I seen those pictures. He got his ass whooped, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, he had to have his whole well, back was fucked up. Well, yeah. At one point, uh, he was in the corner of the cage and. MVP stuck his cane in and like had him held in the corner, and Lashley just started went went to town on him to start beating the living shit out of him. Mm. Let's see, Lashley went through a table, McIntyre went through a table. They both used kendo sticks and chairs against each other. That's something that's so. The bad part is none of them, most of them didn't actually use the gimmick of the match, which is the cell to beat the (laughs) shit. It literally became a weapons match inside the cell. See, they should have just done the three cages of death and put Jeff Jarrett's guitar cage at the top. Oh, Fucking man. the kendo stick is so overused in wrestling. When I watch wrestling and they talk about hardcore or fucking, they stole it from a Sandman. Well, yeah. yeah but w- when I watch wrestling now and I think about mm-hmm. it, and they, and they want to show you a hardcore match or a no disqualifications match. I think of fucking when I'm playing Nintendo 64 and you grab the fucking kendo stick or the fucking broken <laughs> piece of table or the chair out of the crowd because that's the exact same weapons they use now as every video game weapon you ever had is the ones they use in the fucking in like the fucking TV and show now. It's like someone went back. It's like, hey, we got the 64 kicking in the back. How are we going to write the show tonight? 64 had way more weapons. They had the fucking Stone Cold book, the you fucking know, you know what roses. I mean, though? Like you had just ridiculous shit. Two by fours, yeah, bells just, and shit. This you shit just nowadays. pushed the button and you reached into the fans and you just yeah. had a random weapon and show the kendo up. Sticks Used. This shit nowadays so is so overused. That's I the only mean, thing there is on like 2K20 or whatever is we, fucking kendo sticks and chairs. Can we get a fucking lead bar, Scott Hall, or Scott Steiner style, or a baseball bat, Sting style? Like I'm sick and tired of seeing kendo sticks. Tired of it. I understand. I you just can, love them. Hit them with the microphone. It which sounds I mean, cool. The, 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 yeah, it's more the noise factor anymore. But yeah. but I, I mean, do with the leather strap. When the fir- when the kendo stick first came in, they kind of had video a, games. They kind of had, had a leather point. strap on. Maybe this new man. AEW game's idea. coming, bud. Maybe they'll have one. That'd be fucking sweet. Well, as if shit. you if you can believe the videos that they keep putting out for AEW's video game, where they keep showing all this stuff, one of the gimmick matches actually is a strap match. Really? Yep. Man, no one's ever had like a, a dog collar match either in a video game. And that that one's actually supposed to be on there too. Like it, it I don't know if it's actually true or not because it's people putting videos on YouTube. Yeah, but it could be shit. Yeah, it's supposedly the main menus, and they go in and they have a breakdown of the roster and the gimmick matches and all that. Yeah, Tony's got his company fucking upside down because that whole video game thing is what I heard. Uh, I don't know if it's upside down, but they are putting a quite a bit of money into it, so hopefully it turns out better than WWE's next game that comes out. Yeah, it's got to be a hit, or or it'll be a miss like TNA's game that wasn't very good. I'm just saying it, it might I mean it might bring the company down with it if it flops. 
Uh, he's got that football money, son. I, well, I yeah. think he'll be all right. Jack- That's just gonna, his dad's probably going to give him that. Even though the Jacksonville son. Jaguars are also a flop. Yeah. <laughs> his, his dad's going to give him that. Son, I told you not to spend money on that video game. Look, should have waited another year. Well, hell, his dad told him, We're, you're going to have all this money when I uh, pass, so you might as well spend some of it now. I would have waited until, honestly, if I was them to do the video game, which I understand they had probably started to develop it or whatever before COVID hit, but with no crowds and not able to travel around, I'd have put that shit on hold till we were able to move around and start making money again and then been like, all right, we're starting to actually – make money so let's let's get this video game up and kicking again but i don't know how long it costs to be able to keep that shit on hold as well either so i don't you know can't but, speculate on yeah money that, that's way know. out of our knowledge right <laughs> speaking of also flops well the ending to <laughs> the ending to hell in a cell again that most, wasn't bobby mo- lashley and drew mcintyre wasn't the end yeah, no it was yeah, but okay. the ending of the match the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment Another small package roll-up. The old roll-up for the win. So they didn't use the cage, and it was a roll-up. Yep. MV- small package. <laughs> yeah. uh, was it even hell in the cell? The, the, I don't the know. Ref, the ref inside the match got knocked out, so McIntyre yelled at the one outside of the cage to unlock the door and come in to count. Of course, MVP's going to come in. So then McIntyre beats the shit out of MVP, and he starts to – he uh, – he hits the uh, future shock DDT on Lashley, gets in the corner, ready to do the uh, uh, Claymore. And, of course, he's in the corner by the turnbuckle. Who grabs his leg? MVP. <laughs> so, he tur- so he turns around to grab at him, and Lashley rolls him up for a one, two, three. Fucking Drew McIntyre should have summoned a kendo stick to help him from underneath the ring like Rey Mysterio did. Drew McIntyre hey, stuff, man. The highlight of Hell in a Cell is it, it is the last pay-per-view inside of Thunderdome. Really? Money in the Bank will be a live crowd in t- Texas. When will Monday Night Raw be in front of a live crowd again? Uh, middle of July. Okay, well, then I'll start watching Monday Night Raw again in the middle of July, I guess. But So, supposedly, like, the draft's supposed to shake everything up. That's not until August now, right? Uh, it's supposed to be the week after SummerSlam. Yeah, so, it's going to be a while before that happens. I see how that, that yeah. might get me to watch. I uh, doubt like, it. Why, do they get, why don't we just not have a draft and go have a raw two hours and smack? Well, I mean, two whatever hours, the reset is, and like, then everyone be mixed up together, and then we can have some good fucking matches well, without having the, everyone be stuck on different shows. And, and here's have the one thing about the draft, though, just one. Well, here's the thing of the draft. But what's the point of having a draft anymore? Figuring they just released more wrestlers yesterday. I think I know why they you need did to, that. You need to go back to just having one brand. I think I know why they did that. Or why they have been. Well, Nick Khan was behind all that shit. Well, they talk. They keep talking about budget cuts, and people are like, "How could they be having budget cuts going into their? Then they've had this best fiscal year and blah blah." blah. But you gotta think they also fucking fired every one of their people that drives their rings everywhere. They got rid of all their ring crew. They got rid of all their camera technician people. They've got a whole entire department, and now they're gonna have to bring them back. Right. So that money that they're going to push into all these people are bringing back is why they're making these budget cuts now. People aren't looking at that. They're only looking at the fact that they made all this money in the last couple years and by not traveling around with COVID, but you're not thinking about what they're going to have to spend to get going back on the road again. And unfortunately, the XFL didn't work out, and I'm sure they're still paying some sort of debt on that. Uh, didn't no, it, no it uh, yeah, the Rock, the Rock bought it. I would bet that there's. He some didn't lose s- money on that show. I bet there's some sort of payment still on of so- on something. I mean, there has to be for them to be making. The, but there has the thing to be. is, the football. If did you guys watch the first couple of weeks of the XFL? The foot, no. the actual football was good. 
and then that? they yeah. have to if you think about it they have to find pro they have to pay for promo time in different cities on radio stations they have to pay for so it was venues it was the president of i mean brand new president of wwe uh just got hired on or whatever right, yeah. and like this was his first act is giving everybody the acts and he they said he did it coldly like he you don't gave give up a, a shit fair about amount of good talent to who was married to companies. who who was married to who who was on what show who was well, well yeah, traveling with you can, with you, can, they, you can see that other. you can see that from yesterday because one of the releases was killian dane who is the husband of nikki cross yeah. Yeah, and she's getting over as a superhero it, eh, i mean she's a superhero not in real life. I don't but know yeah, if she's getting the over. Show. Yeah, she's getting over. The kids are loving it, and that's what they want. Well, yeah, it's something fresh on Monday Night Raw. It's not the same bullshit that we've seen. Noise. Well, yeah, because they're fake pumping it in. But she's <laughs> she's she's over on the internet, so that means once we do have crowd noise, she'll be she'll be people loving her. I think probably yeah. unless they push it too hard and make it <laughs> fucking like they did with uh you know everything else that they've ever done that's actually gotten something real good behind it. Even the My Hole segment got to be pushed too hard, you know? <laughs> it did. They, at first, they wouldn't play it at all because they were fucking appalled by it. And then the, when everybody was making memes and it became hilarious, they fucking started o- trying to overdo it. Same way with the fucking slipping in the water at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. They ran that they, shit for like another two months after N- that. Nia fell down for three or four straight weeks in a row. <laughs> it, it was god-awful. Still is. Well, yeah. Hasn't stopped. Which, uh... Do we want to run down the releases from yesterday? Sure. I mean, most of them are... A couple of Dick's favorite wrestlers got released. Yeah, dude. Johnny Curtis was the shit. Fucking terrible, and that's why they're gone. That's the last time I watched NXT. No, no that's why he had a 14-year career. Untalented. No, he was super Fuck over. Dude. He couldn't even dance. Uh, 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 uh. So for the some people that are listening that doesn't know who Johnny Curtis is, that would also be Fandango. <laughs> Tyler Breeze and Fandango were released yesterday. I'm not. I'm. I like Tyler Breeze too. The Tyler Breeze was over because selfie sticks were cool, at fucking for five minutes. And the dude, the fashion were, police were the shit. Wants to know they were not like them trying to be fucking. They were like dude, the it was so good. They sexy had all the, the police academy, and it wasn't right. They, were, they had all they the legends on those segments. It was the shit. It was bad, bad TV. <laughs> the thing is, both of those guys could show up in any company and. Instantly be a single star. Do they have ninety day no competes like everyone yes. else? All, they, all these guys have ninety no, day. No, I was just PLC. reading something that the only they were the only two that had a ninety day no compete clause. Adrian uh, Killian Dane doesn't. Uh, Killian yeah, Dane would have probably go back to his home country. I would assume yeah. maybe. And yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe Impact or ROH. I wouldn't be surprised if they just re-signed Killian Dane for NXT UK over there. They could, but why so, wouldn't they just uh, went ahead and send him over there instead? Because of they can renegotiate his contract for less money. Yeah. You want to hear what Meltzer had to say about it? Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> Meltzer noted that WWE are looking to bring in younger and bigger guys, specifically talents aged 26 and under and weighing over 220 pounds, and decided to make room for such talent by releasing older guys that the company had no plans for and were never going to be on the main roster. Meltzer also reported that all of the releases, only Fandango, Tyler Breeze, and the Singh Brothers has 90-day non-complete causes. They were the only ones signed to main roster contract deals. A lot of the guys they did release the second time are smaller guys. Yeah, most of them are on 205 Live. Nick Khan was uh, reportedly willing to take the heat for the releases, being unconcerned about factors including who the talent were married to or how long they had been with the company. Cutting the dead weight. The thing is, with a lot of the guys that they released, are actually from 205 Live, is Nick Khan just going to end that show? Because, I mean, it's 
It's on Friday nights after SmackDown on the WWE Network. Yeah, nobody wants do you, three hours. Do you watch wrestling. that? No, I don't. Nobody watches. Nobody wants three hours of wrestling. They just don't. The uh, this guy. Yeah, well, the guys I mean, that uh, the guys much. that the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, which is the prize of Two Hundred Five Live, is always defended on NXT. So the guys that you're gonna know as cruiserweights, they're gonna show up on NXT. So there's really no point of watching Two Hundred Five Live, yeah. at least in my opinion. And they say they're, they're cruiserweight titles. Man, and you watch a lot of stuff. Like, I tried to watch 205 Live. I just couldn't you, get into it. I'm like, okay. Do you watch NXT UK? Yeah, I do. Man, it's actually tells a, you a lot about 205 Live. I like NXT UK. There's a lot of good guys over there. I'm waiting for Walter to it's come a, over it's here a whole different. It's a whole different, like, wrestling style, too. Yeah. I think that's who could be end up beating Karrion Cross is Walter, if they ever let him wrestle each other. Because he ain't lost a match in, what, like a fucking year, two years? Uh, he's held the title for, don't know the exact time, but it's in the, he's going on, he's in two years now. Yeah. He's like the only guy they got over there as well. I think they're trying to make him like the Bruno San Martino of that country. Honestly. Of that country. Well, the thing is, the first two champions you had, you had a. Uh, uh, he's talented shot, as fuck, but. You had Pete, well, Pete Dunn and uh, Tyler Bay. Yeah, Pete Dunn's a shit. Oh yeah, I love Pete Dunn. Yeah, he, you put him against Walter. And oh, he's, he's pretty much who invented the well, uh, finger smash. That's, shit, that's right? who Walter won the title from. Was Pete Dunn? I'd, I'd still take Walter over Pete Dunn. That's a that's a uh, good six inch height difference and a hundred pounds easily. Pete Dunn invented the finger fucking breaking shit though, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and then a bunch of people stole it on the main <laughs> roster, and now it's not as cool. Not as, <laughs> not as cool when I see it on the main roster. I'm like, you guys fucking stole that from Pete Dunn when he came it up here and made you like all it, look like, bad. It's st- like. It still looks like it hurts. When they did the war thing for the Survivor Series and Pete Dunne made all the re- main roster guys look bad, they're like, you know we got to steal your moves now, bro. Sorry. Well, when they uh, uh, when everybody got stuck in the fucking... In the other country. Yeah, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Saudi, yeah, Saudi Arabia. When uh, Pete Dunne went against Finn Balor for the NXT title at uh, the TakeOver just a few months ago, like when you looked at the end of the match, when Balor won, like his fingers were just distorted in eight different directions from him just grabbing his hand and yanking on it for half the match. Really? That was a good match, man. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Bruiserweight against well, the Prince. Well, speaking of that, where's Finn Balor been at? He's recovering. I mean, all those matches that he had. They're calling him Prince the Balor now, though, ain't yeah, they? He's, he's, yeah. Well, Prince, Finn Balor, whatever. They, sometimes they call him Prince, sometimes they just call him Finn. But. He, he went back to his character from uh, New Japan, pretty much, where he was yeah. Prince Devitt. Slow oh. looks great, doesn't it? God damn! <laughs> and for the people that can't, <laughs> for the people that can't see us in the background, we have uh, King of the Ring '96 playing. '98, '98. So Mick Foley just went off the top of Hell in the Cell. And then he went through it, and now he's getting choke slammed on the thumbtacks. It's a replay segment. Fucking brutal, and it's all slow motion, so it looks way, way more brutal in slow motion. Just to let you know, if you guys listen to this podcast from week to week, we are. It's it's a lot of. ADD. Ooh, look, shiny. And then we're talking <laughs> about this. Ooh, look, it's something else shiny. What so, were we talking about? Uh, the releases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about 205 Live. So let's... Two, I don't, we can I, just go straight into it. Do we want to talk about the Diamond Mine on NXT? You brought it up earlier. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Roddy Strong. I guess he'd be the probably the head of the group. Yeah, he's, he's the most known. He's the, the, the most known. He's, you got Hideki's uh, he's the Suzuki. Michael P.S. Hayes of the group. And uh, Russ Taylor. And he shaved his head, too. So you know he's serious. <laughs> he uh, showed up and destroyed Kushida after their match between uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida. For, 
It was a non-title match. O'Reilly won. Hmm. But they had uh, what's his name? Uh, Which Adam Cole came out. What, and what's his name as their manager too for the Diamond Mine? Oh, Malcolm Bivens. He's going to be yeah. their mouthpiece because I don't believe Roddy. I mean, Roddy can yeah, none cut of the, a promo, but not none of those guys can cut a promo. Right. So they put no. Malcolm Bivens with him, which he's okay. He's okay. I thought Roddy could cut a promo. He can do okay, but when it's coming down to holding a group steady, he's not Adam Cole, bud. No, he's not Adam Cole. <laughs> no. There's a reason why Adam Cole was the leader of the Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly can't really cut a promo either. He's got a he's got a bad walk to the ring as well. He's so got a little hop to it. The air guitar and all that. It's, <laughs> he just can't, it, I don't know, man. I don't, it's not Kyle O'Reilly is a hell of a wrestler, though. He is, but the, his ring entrances needs needs tweaked. Which uh, I'm really looking forward to O'Reilly and Adam Cole at the Great American Bash. Me too. It, uh, especially since it's a, it's not going to be an unsanctioned match. It's an, it's going to be an actual wrestling match. The, the thing about the unsanctioned match was it wasn't a bad enough match or like rough enough match for me to be like, man, damn, I'm just, I can't believe that was unsanctioned. So well, hopefully they go a little harder in this one. I just yeah, the Adam, first match was Adam Cole's boring. girlfriend's unsanctioned match was a lot more right. hardcore. Right. <sighs> man, I don't. Like, so are they just not waiting for them to get to the roster before they ruin their careers anymore? Like, no, because I don't think they have rode that wave. I don't think either one of them want to go to the main roster. I think they're getting to the point where they have guys staying on certain rosters now. And every once in a while, you might see a guy go up, but I think a lot of it now is a lot of guys are like, no, I'm going to, I feel comfortable enough that I'm going to stay right here because they know, they see what happens the other guys go up to the main roster. Like Keith Lee and all the other yeah, cats. but they don't make fucking peanuts compared to the fucking main roster. But like. they also ha- they do their show from right there. They don't go on the road, so they're right there in the city. They don't have to worry about going anywhere. You know, uh, they're probably all comfortable living right there in fucking Florida, like Tampa or Tampa. wherever they're at. Yeah, it's Tampa, and it's not far from fucking. Especially Adam Cole, Britt Baker's right down the road. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> she yeah. probably stays in Tampa and drives to Jacksonville to go to work. You know, actually no, she uh, she actually really is a dentist in. Uh, oh, that's right, I forgot about that. So, so she. Yeah. She works at an actual eight to five job and then flies down to Jacksonville to do. So I would bet you AEW. Adam Cole she flies. Ain't still doing that. I shit. bet you Adam as Cole a champion, flies. You think she's still working eight day or five days a week as a dentist? Ooh, maybe not as champ. She might have well, shit. Yeah. Well, maybe not right now because COVID doesn't really have people flying around doing too much yet. But if it was normal times with all the promotional still shit, flights, motherfucker, like you can still get from Pittsburgh. Yeah, to but you're not. There's not like. I mean, they're just starting back up. But there's not like cons and things like that going on too heavy right now to where it would need like her to go. Like children's hospitals, things like that. Yeah, maybe right. they would let her go do stuff like that. But I mean, there's not a lot of functions going on right now as oh, far right, as big. Right. Like gigs. If, you but if do. It, say COVID hadn't happened, and she became champion, she'd be doing so much promotional shit right now, and radio shows and all that. There's no way she'd have time to. I do I feel it like she's street. way more over than she was when AEW started. Like, well, yeah, they tried to push her as a baby face, and it wasn't going over. And yeah. she was like so part time when that shit started. Like. You could tell she was working at 8 to 5 then. Now it's like she's on TV way too much. Well, she's the face of the women's division for AEW. Well, actually, she's kind of the face of AEW for the most part. And who's the same? I'm going to say she's more over as a champion than Kenny Omega. And I'm a Kenny Omega fan. I think so, too. She uh, she cuts pretty good fucking promo. Yeah, I I don't like Britt Baker either, though. Really? Her argument with fucking Vicky Guerrero was so stupid. She's wrestling Vicky Guerrero tonight, right? Yeah, it's... uh, We're watching... We're doing a recording this on Saturday, by the way. uh, It's Britt Baker and uh, Rebel against uh, Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. Which, I mean, Nyla's going to be the next... Well, she'll be the number one contender. She'll be the next one to get a title shot against Britt Baker. I mean, that's good, but take Vicky Guerrero... Like, that whole argument between her and Britt Baker was terrible. She's a Guerrero, bro. I mean cool but not by blood but could she uh 
cut a promo worth cutting to the world to the champion. Excuse me. And the champion makes sense in your back. Excuse me. Does she still do that shit Excuse on here? Oh me. yeah. Oh yeah. Her voice is still the high pitched, terrible. Want to rip your fucking ears off? Does yeah. she actually say "excuse me" though? Yeah, she got stable oh, motherfuckers now. You yeah, seen her on yeah, she, yeah, she's with Andrade. He she's with Nyla Rose. He hasn't been able to watch it. So, yeah, ever since they got preempted by the NBA, they don't. They're not like WWE. They don't have which the same they're people they're back WWE. on Wednesday nights uh, this coming week. Yeah. Weird. Well, they ha- so they've had the, the they had last week's on like so this week they added the last three weeks. This is their. There, so this is like also a, their last week on TNT, and then they moved to the Superstation after this Wednesday. N- no, uh, they don't move to TBS until no. next year. I thought Tony Khan was saying on the radio that this um, was their unless last. that unless I missed something. I thought Tony Khan was saying that maybe it was maybe it was idea. maybe I'm wrong, and he was saying it was maybe it's for next year. He was talking about, but he was on uh, busted open this last Friday. I thought he said that this Saturday they have a show, and then Wednesday they have a show, and that that was this Wednesday was going to be their last show on TNT. But I could be wrong. Which I know uh, when they do move to TBS, they will still be on TNT four times a year. They're gonna do like super cards where they w- that they yeah that they did where oh really like uh, like Saturday night's main event like winter shit. is coming and yeah. their fighter fest and stuff like that will still, we'll be, still on be on t- TNT yeah oh that's cool that is kind of cool which I think, think we kind of hit diamond mine because we. Got left on a cliffhanger. He came out. He beat up Kushida. Held the title. And the show faded out. So yeah, it'll be like now it's kind of like, what's gonna go next? What happens with Santos Escobar is what I want to know. He's gonna go up against Bronson Reed for the title. But I like Santos Escobar. He's good. I don't even know who that is. So, like, I try to like the on Facebook when uh, public figures to follow pop up or whatever. I've only ever followed wrestlers on that, and then you can re- remove them, and it's like a whole fresh crop of them or whatever. And Santos Escobar pops up on everything. I have no idea who he is. He's a fucking well, awesome he, wrestler. Yeah, yeah when he first – he's, he's a second or third generation wrestler from Mexico. Uh, when he first showed up, it was in the Cruiserweight Championship tournament that they did because Jordan Devlin was stuck over in the U.K. So they named an interim NXT Kobe. Cruiserweight champion. Hmm. And he was El Hijo del Fantasma. Yep. And uh, they did a storyline where – luchadors were they kept getting uh intercepted by another group of like luchadors and they were thrown in the back of a van and drove off and <laughs> yeah well, uh, weird, dropped man. off with rick flair in the desert kind of yeah <laughs> yeah like all these luchadors kept disappearing and drake maverick and uh jake atlas helped him like per, like when he was trying to be abducted or whatever and he made it all the way to the finals against Drake maverick for the title and he ended up winning it and then uh, the two guys that had been abducting people who, who were also wearing luchador masks came to the ring. And, like, Escobar and, well, we didn't know he was Escobar at the time, but Phantasma and Drake Maverick were back-to-back because they were surrounding the ring. And he turns around and knocks the shit out of Drake Maverick and yeah, takes the mask off. And he says, I'm Santos Escobar, and I'm here to make lucha wrestling the way it's supposed to be. And uh-huh. Then we had a good year title run. Yeah, he was. That, and he's got a group too. He's got a couple dudes he's with him. They're Legato del Fantasma. Hmm. They're, they're a good team, man. It's a little nice little trio of cats, and uh, he can cut a fucking promo, and he puts on a hell of a show in the ring, man. A hell yeah. of a show. Yeah, uh, he's a uh, he's actually one of the best heels on. Not just NXT. heel, but wrestler wise, I'm fucking overly impressed by the dude. And I yeah. don't just mean as a luchador. I mean I I feel like he could hold up on the main roster. 
as at his size, to be honest with you. And he's not that small of a guy, really. I don't feel like he's that small of a guy. I mean, he's definitely stacked anyway. He's which at, uh, he's not and, tall. Which at NXT uh, stand and deliver that ladder match that he had against Jordan Devlin to yes. unify the titles. That was honestly one of the best matches on the card. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Yep. And I'm saying a lot, figuring you had about stood up a couple times. Yeah, Cross. That match. Yeah, Cross and Baylor or, or Balor. You had uh, O'Reilly and Cole. You had Champa and Walter. <laughs> that was a good match. That was the Hogan Andre remake, bud. Yeah. That was a good match too. That which was, those, but which that those two uh those two sold each other that entire match, which made it. I mean Walter put his hand through the announce desk. Now uh Jordan Jordan Devlin's back in Ireland, right? Yeah. He went back now it's Yeah, he uh he just wrestled he just wrestled on uh NXT UK yeah, I this figured, week. I figured he he said some shit about his visa getting pulled, but I'd be back. He said, <laughs> "I think you yeah, just don't belong he, here." He came over, he came over to drop the title. Yeah. Thing is, he's Making a he's it. he's a hell of a wrestler too. That's when that's when I was trying to tell you that the, the dudes were in the ring faced off, and Shawn Michaels walked out and fucking put a, a ladder in the ring and just walked off. And they had just like him and oh, Shawn yeah, Michael or him and Scott that. Hall had the two belts. They had two belts, so he put a ladder in the ring for for them to unify it and be one. See, cruiserweight NXT champion. does too much of that shit. Well, well Triple H and, H and Shawn Michaels, Michaels run yeah. NXT. It make it's good wrestling though. It's way better than the shit they've been putting on the main roster. That's for sure. uh, it doesn't matter. They're it's like they're in front Can, of fucking ten people. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, there was uh, this week on NXT. I feel like there was more like really good promos than there was anything there's a lot of promo stuff they did this week yeah they're building up to uh the great american bash yep and uh, la knight was on there killing it again too as well can't forget about him oh yeah he's a new million dollar since, champ. Since, since the day he showed up on nxt he's been one of the top guys i have a feeling like he showed up and wade barrett was doing the interview on the pre-show and He's like, you know who I am? He's like, I'm L.A. Knight or whatever. And Wade Barrett started to say something. He's like, Wade, do you shut your damn mouth or I'll slap you right here right now? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got that rock charisma yeah. where he's, he, he knows how to be Which, able I mean, to we run did. with something. And that was Eli and Drake, right? Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. I mean, we didn't get to see him wrestle for like another month after his debut. Yeah. But uh, And he's just he's got a cool entrance. His music's pretty sweet. Uh, he's just, for me, he's, and he's top heel right now for me and dude can cut a promo and it's always about being able to cut the fucking best which, promo which he's gonna go i mean yeah he is one of the top he's, heels and now he's gonna go up against one of the top baby faces on nxt hateable and he's a hell of a fucking worker he makes cameron grimes look like a good wrestler is it more entertaining than when pat mcafee was on there he's got pat mcafee mannerisms man pat mcafee's a whole type of other monster bud you can't even compare that's the, the best two. heel on nxt that dude's got I mean, his own whole on type of different type now, of charisma <laughs> he got he gets in trouble for saying some of the stuff on SmackDown, but he's up and like jumping around and which, doing crazy. Which shit on this SmackDown. week, he this week on SmackDown, he did the exact same thing with when Shinsuke and Rick Boogs, Boggs, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> Boggs, Boggs, Boggs. But uh, yeah, every time that those two come out, Pac McAfee's standing up on top of the announce desk, rocking out, playing the air guitar, <laughs> probably getting cussed at in the headset. He's a goofy mother. I don't think he gives a fuck about the headset. No, I don't think he does. Paul, or was it uh, Jerry the King Lara always said he never listened to what they said yeah. in the headset either. I just went off and did Like JR, Michael Cole get the worst. Which I don't think Paul Heyman originally cared about the headset either because he started, when he first was on the announce desk, he started saying stuff and JR kind of had to tell him, hey, you can't say that. <laughs> Yeah, he said uh, on the first night he was on the mic when Vince McMahon was in the ring with Trish. He said, hey, "Look, Ma, I came all the way to Washington just to see Bush, and you can't like you 
Like she, he had Trish Stratus in the ring barking like a dog crawling around <laughs> in her underwear and her bra. And then Paul Heyman said that. And like, dude, you can't fucking say And they said that Vince McMahon's usually the guy talking to the guys through the microphone in the back. And they said if Vince McMahon heard that back there, he'd have been in all kinds of trouble and stuff if he said which, that that night. But Which, since we brought up Paul Heyman here, here's a hypothetical question for you guys. Because we know Brock Lesnar is coming back. Is at, at some point. Yeah. They've already, like, he's going he's gonna to be coming back when the crowds come. Cena's coming back. At SummerSlam. Or I heard Rock and John Cena is coming. I didn't hear Brock was coming back. Yeah, they keep talking about Brock coming back, too. But the thing is, do you have Cena against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Or do you have Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? Just so you have that. Well, that's what is Paul Heyman going to do? Yeah, I mean, that's almost as well, important no, as. Because Brock Lesnar's a raw wrestler. Well, yeah, but at that point for SummerSlam, I don't think Vince would care. I think. Brock uh, versus Reigns is just as important as Rock versus Reigns. Yeah, but that that's going to be Russell. We've seen Brock versus Roman Reigns too many times already. Yeah, but not with Paul Heyman, not not the head of the table. I don't think that would happen. I no. think that you'd see Paul Heyman pull the heel turn. It'd be a double heel turn, and then it'd end up making Roman Reigns and the Usos good guys again. And then Roman wouldn't be the head. Well, of the table they're well. Eventually, like Roman's going to become a babyface again. I think that's what, what they're, they're trying, trying to, to stone do cold right now. I guess. Yes, but. that's what I was getting ready to say. They're trying to stone cold him by by trying to get like get him over as so cool as a bad guy that he becomes a good guy, and then we don't have to worry about actually getting him over as right. a good guy. You know, it can just turn because he's so cool as the fucking head of the table, but it's not. I don't know why they're still doing that storyline with the fucking Usos. Because they can't beat him for the title. It's been going on for like a year. Well, The Rock ain't going to be back for like six. We were talking about this last year in my garage during got, the pandemic. He's got fucking Hobbs and That's because that's the best story on, or that's the best story in WWE right now. Look at all them yeah. guys doing the, the face. same story week after week, though. Like, well, that's brawl every <laughs> single week. At least SmackDown has different type storylines besides the Roman Reigns ones. Because who are they going to throw at Roman Reigns this week? No, that, or I mean, this month because I mean they pretty much run month to month for the pay per view for a story. Yeah, I mean no, there's nobody. I mean, which actually last night Edge came back, so I have a good feeling that it's gonna be Edge against Roman Reigns and Money in the Bank. Yeah, uh, I don't. To me, that's which it actually brings back. They the, already did the fucking Roman Reigns pinned him and Daniel Bryan at the same time. Shit. Yeah, so but a triple, but a triple threat match is a lot different than just wrestling single one on one. Yeah, but he pinned them both Edge, at the same Edge time. Edge ain't the fucking champion that everybody fucking. He don't got. Nah. It don't matter. He pinned them both at the same time. <laughs> he ruined Edge's whole fucking comeback. Yeah, you, you stack them yeah. and pin them. Nah, man, he fucking ruined both. He ruined his whole comeback. And for I, I feel like Edge, why this doesn't make any sense to have the match it, now? He pinned you and Daniel Bryan at, at the at same least, time. At least with Edge coming back, if that's going to be the match for Money in the Bank, at least it has the realistic feel that you know Edge could win the title. Uh, See, you say I, that, but like I don't like I, everybody. Like well, I don't know, man. Edge is not like he's not that status. That, like oh my god, he's back and he's going to be right on the champion. Like I why is Edge so deserving? Of a champion, he's not that great. Like because he was gone for the last ten years. Yeah, I like Edge. Yeah, I know that you like Edge, but there's no reason like. And Christian's like over Edge on is AEW. not on Ric Flair's level. Christian's over on eight. Never AEW. will be, and like everybody treats him like like well, he is. Well, well, there's not going to be very many people that's on Ric Flair's level. Yeah, but I mean no. any of, any of the good any of the good guys that we like, I'll he's not as over as Macho Man was, or fucking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was. He's not as over as Ooh, like he's yeah, not he in is. the same level of that he shit. He ain't like Hulk Hogan over, but he's definitely Dr Ricky the Dragon. No, over. not at all. Yeah, for sure. He's never had that oh, great of a match oh, yeah. as Ricky the Steamboat has. Oh yeah, 
Uh, most, the thing is, most of, of really Edge's matches. most memorable matches are tag team matches. That's like, it. Like fucking TLC, falling off a ladder. TLC. And that was fucking 10 years before he got world champion level. Like, he don't have the legacy that he thinks he has or people think he has. Like, I don't know, man. He was a good part of the... Uh, the attitude era of wrestling. That's it. And that's it. That's the last time he is over. I don't. I thought he put on a hell of a lot of good matches on With his him. singles career. He had a lot of good singles matches, even when he was in a tag team that don't get talked about because he didn't wrestle for any fucking titles. He just wrestled on Monday Night Raw in a singles match. He. I mean, it wasn't over. Him and Jericho had a lot of really good matches. Him and Kurt Angle had a lot of really good matches. Uh, whenever they put him against somebody big like Kane or Big Show or something like that, or Paul White. I'm sorry, not Big Show. No more BS. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they just weren't good matches. They weren't because he didn't match up, and I don't like them types of matches. He anyway. was like the the uh, thing him that makes him the world champion and gives him the legacy he thinks he has is his era with the fucking uh, uh, rated R fucking superstar bullshit. None of that shit was good. He didn't have any good matches with CM Punk. He didn't have any good matches with John Cena in that fucking time. Like he uh, was no, shit horrible and injured every other fucking week while they were trying to build his legacy as a world champion. Like, Nobody has good matches with John Cena, but he's he's a three. He's move, big he's, match John. Dog. He's a three move chump. He's big match John. You want to you want to become a millionaire? You fucking beat John Cena or have a good match with him on a big stage, and he couldn't. He's a three. Mo- he's a three move chump. He's the face that runs the place, dog. He's a three move chump. <laughs> he's got three moves. That's it. So did Hulk Hogan, but he built WrestleMania. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's trash. <laughs> He no, is. Edge is trash. Well, not worthy not, of the I'm legacy or the Hall of Fame spot that he has. He's definitely as over as Ricky. The Dragon he's not even over. Like uh, he's not even as over as Christian. Oh, maybe not now, <laughs> but if you put never has been. If you put the Christian uh, and Jericho as a tag team with Trish Stratus and shit is better than anything a fucking Edge ever did. No, Edge and Christian as a tag team was one of the greatest tag. Teams I'm not of saying all that Edge time. and Christian as a tag team wasn't the shit. That was the last time they was over. Them that was the last time that Edge was over. Nah. Everything else is fabricated for a fucking storyline. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just that. enjoying sitting back and listening to you go <laughs> at it. I think that's in your brain that that. It was never. He was big at the worst time in wrestling ever. But he still had people coming and watching us. They don't were still know, not really. out. Uh, not as much. Maybe not against Matt Hardy. No, not against it from that point on. Uh, him and even him and Benoit had quite a few good matches before Benoit freaked out. Like, no, we don't. I mean, we don't talk. About yeah, that, you can't. Though. You can't talk about him. He doesn't. He doesn't exist. <laughs> he doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, well, him and Randy Orton before they became. He's ha- I'm not saying he hasn't had good matches as a wrestler, but he is not. I mean, he's not on a Rey Mysterio level. Maybe he's not maybe not storyline wise. Buff he Bagwell was more over lines. than Edge's ever been. Oh, dude, no I'm buff, fucking I'm the way. stuff, and the ladies just can't get it. him. I think the ladies have had enough. Him faking the fucking neck injury and shit, and the NWO and everything, way fucking better than anything Edge has ever done. Even better than the Brood. Mm. See, yeah, now you're yeah. thinking about your own statements. Yeah, well, Brood. Get Brood's, the fuck out of The here. only thing that was cool about the Brood was the fucking entrance at all. That was it. No, the whole group was cool. They, they come from the stage. They just Sweet. Didn't, they just didn't let them do anything. They were vampires, goddammit. I mean, they started that way. No, they were. For I mean, for a little while, and then they kind of grew out of it. Well, it's yeah. And then we just got Edge and Christian by themselves. That's because Gangrel wasn't a very good wrestler. David he- or Vampire Hunter, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, he just wasn't Vampire Warrior. And he even said himself, he's you know he knew he shouldn't have been the leader of that group. They should have put Edge in charge. But he goes, but I went and got the Vampire Fangs. <laughs> like <laughs> he actually got his teeth made into Vampire Fangs. <laughs> They're like, well, I guess we have to. But he couldn't cut a promo for shit. 
and the vampire fangs made it worse. So, and then Edge cut a promo, and they're like, God damn it, we should have put Edge in charge. <laughs> they about fucking ruined his career right out of the gate because they didn't let him speak at all for the first year, and then they just called him the Enigma Edge. And he had like these really He's weird, weird shaped, too. He had like these really like weird promos where he was like, like running through the streets in a weird leather trench coat and like fucking in a subway, like just screaming and like headbutting things. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Which they're trying deal? to do with Darby Allen now. When you watch AEW, you all have all those weird clips of, of Darby Allen. I think he likes that shit though. Edge didn't. Like, there's a difference. Like, Darby Allen's like one of those dark emo cats that likes to get b- dressed by himself in the boiler room to get in character. Like, <laughs> fucking, I, he probably likes running around in a trench coat and like weird leather matrix type of clothes and jumping off of something 30 feet in the air just to say i jumped off of something 30 feet in the air shane mcmahon did it well shane kinda, kinda. That, that's he one of the things you get first. to yeah well what that's one of the things we get to listen or, or look forward to every pad. year at wrestlemania kind did it dude yeah that, that year's wrestlemania but talk about SummerSlam 99 uh, when he, when he climbed all the way up to the top of the fucking... That was crash pad, too. No, there wasn't. There was like a fucking giant... You think he fell off the whole fucking Titantron? And no, it wasn't the... a crash pad. It was, a, it was like a it was like a table, it was like a table set up. It was like a whole fucking But there wasn't no of crash pad that under. night. It was just... No, it wasn't a boxes. It was a big-ass like He did not hurt. He did not hurt at all. He did not... He did not get hurt? Yeah. You mean? I'm sure he didn't get that hurt, but it was way more bigger of a bump than a what he soft, took at WrestleMania. Soft, no... Yeah, go back They're and watch both. that. Go pull it up on Peacock and watch it and watch both of them bumps and tell me which one's harder. <laughs> and then he did another one where him and fucking Steve Blackman went up even higher and Steve Blackman knocked him off the top yeah, of that fucking, onto that Steve fucking Blackman, crash pad. It wasn't a fucking it's crash It's not the same pad. fucking airbag had, that they used like, at WrestleMania, but they, it did not hurt them whatsoever. No, it didn't hurt them like fucking Mick Foley falling off the cage. It was a soft-ass landing. And, uh, fucking king of the ring, but it wasn't that not soft impressive. a landing. They had like a fucking cardboard fucking, not cardboard, but fucking like I a, see the top that cracked over that fucking it was like a made fucking, it look, but it, it was underneath like, that was soft as shit. It was like table style what they went through to get through the softness, though. They made it look legit enough like they were falling through the stage that it would look like you were falling through the stage. No, it didn't look like it Jericho. Shit. It didn't look like Jericho on uh, fucking with his, with AEW his, falling through one a fake. They talking had, to everybody they had legitimate fake metal panels that they made out of like cardboard and spray it's like made it look flapping like in the wind metal nodules were on them <laughs> they at least made it look like they fell through a fucking giant box cardboard not cardboard but no, like actual not wooden box you, it's not impressive on a in a league that has mankind coming off the same thing onto the fucking concrete they couldn't do that ever again well, they shouldn't do it ever again i don't think that's I'm pretty sure when they got backstage, Vince McMahon cussed out Mick Foley and told him to never do that again. It just, you know what I mean? That, but after Nobody that, should you know ever fall off was, anything high because uh, it's fake compared to that. And then you didn't even think, you didn't even talk about Jeff Hardy, some of the shit he jumped well, off see, of. he's been and crazy, crazy he did. Before. He'd had one table to go through, or maybe two. He's and been through the three floor. tables and shit and floors. He fucking fucked up his heels when he came off. He did that the swan time off the fucking yep. top of the huge-ass ladder. WrestleMania 2000. And that was the even bigger ladder than what they were even using to get up right. to the top to get the belts. That's what I'm saying. Shane McMahon ain't done shit. Jeff Hardy and McMahon kind of put in all the work. But either way, that's the thing is to <laughs> to do to get the bigger uh, climb a little bit higher than the last guy did it. And that's why I said Shane McMahon did it. He climbed up as high as he why could. Why the fall that hurts? It's the fucking the jump. No, it ain't that. It's hitting the ground that hurts. I guess, but the only person <laughs> that's ever hit the ground. Is that's Mick the Foley. impressive part. Jeff Hardy. Now, I guess Darby got thrown down like six flights of steps the other night on the pavement. That shit had to not Kurt Angle great. off the top of the cage. Yeah, but a bunch he kind of kinda, he kind of rolled half of it. So uh, that's still a hard ass pavement to hit. They got and them them two dudes are like nine times the size, and then they just like launched him like a banana. 
Well, yeah. It would have been better if they actually like threw him over the like the guardrail to yeah. the ground. They yep. did that with Big Show. I mean, I mean Paul what? No more BS. The giant actually in WCW. <laughs> Hulk Hogan threw him off a roof and killed him. <laughs> and they came back to life and beat Hogan for the title. All right. Well, <laughs> now, 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 now that we're at the Cobalt Stadium, we're moving on. Now that uh, I can get you get you two to a point where we can go to something next. <laughs> I mean, when they get on rants, I'm just gonna let them go. But uh, the only show we got left to talk about, well, it's not actually on yet, but it's gonna be tonight. I mean, it's uh, the last AEW before they move back to their regular Wednesday night slot and. I think it's more of a filler except for the main event. So uh, how do you guys think about Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship? Uh, I think Kenny Omega is probably going to win. They're not going to make it look like he's going to win easy, of course. Um, but So Kenny Omega is going to go over, but unless they Jungle pull, Boy is going to get over. Right. Uh, unless they pull the old Mick Foley and let Jungle Boy win just to get. But I, I don't. It's a Saturday night, and it's kind of after covid people are out doing things i don't think they're gonna have big ratings for tonight so i think it's just outside of this match and they're also promoting uh powers powerhouse hobbs and christian um but outside well, that, of those two uh, matches the, uh, i think hangman pow- wrestles no. tonight too doesn't he it's hangman against powerhouse hobbs. oh that's who i thought it was who's christian i thought christian was wrestling powerhouse hobbs tonight. No, they, Christian, they pretty much dropped the Christian uh, Team Taz thing for now. Like, Team Taz is going back after Hangman. Well, either way, Hangman's in the ring. He's kind of their top face right now, I feel like. He's their – if anybody's going to go against Kenny Omega next, I it'll feel like be it'll the Hangman. Be Hangman page, yeah. Uh, but I feel like Kenny Omega's going to win. It's too so early for Hangman page he, to feud with the Bullet Club. He's got the elite with him, and they're just doing that whole – gimmick where but i i think that jungle boys and him is going to put on a real good match i mean uh well, yeah jungle he, jungle boy is the workhorse of aew he's got a 49 27 and one record he's wrestled the most matches for aew and people act like they've never he's never wrestled a match at all ever. he's he's my only he's the only tiny person on aew i like he looks a lot like his dad that's a hang up and they're here. calling him jack perry now <laughs> jungle yeah. boy jack perry yeah, yeah. uh i don't he's a talented little fucker uh, he isn't, he's decently impressive. Kenny Omega's got enough uh, acrobatics to be able to put, I feel like, put him over and make him look like he's, you know, doing a lot of damage to him with the the moves that he does and stuff. I don't. I think it's going to be a good ass match. I really do. I, I, don't, I don't think that, that. I don't think Jungle Boy's got a win like he said to to be able to get over either. Uh, but I, as long as like the elite stay out of it till like the very end, he of totally that, has to win to get over. Come out there and gum up everything. No, I think it's one of those situations where him losing will make him go over more. Me too. Kind of like the Tommy Dreamer. I don't think Kenny Omega's did. over enough to fucking do that to him. Like they're, they're like well, that jump. works in theory if you're going against somebody popular, yeah, but like Kenny Omega's fucking jazz hands can't fucking yeah. wrestle indie yeah, show bullshit. But Jungle Boy already has that pop, so by him losing, it's just going to make fans yeah. want him more. When he comes out tonight, yeah. the crowd's going to go nuts. Oh, when yeah, he comes when out. the song. Yep. They're going to go fucking ape shit. I thought Orange Cassidy was over like that, and Jungle Boy's way more over than even Orange Cassidy. Orange was, Cassidy so. with his fucking Roman Reigns bullshit. Now, Joy- not only does does Jungle Boy that got shit like... shit ain't over. Jungle Boy's like... Jungle Boy might be the most over of anything on AEW. He, he's like got... actual over he's in got, wrestling terms. Well, not only does he have like the underground like indie wrestling, but he's also got the 90210 freaks because of how much they loved his dad. And then they also have the show from fucking Riverdale 
from fucking CW freaks that loved his dad so much because he was on there. He's got a lot of like outside oh, I entertainment. Yeah. I was, like, was going to say, my wife watches and, uh, and, Riverdale. Right. And the first time so that she watched AEW with me, she looked at him and goes, ah, he really looks like uh, Luke Perry. That's, well, that's his son. So that's why I'm saying that they could pull the old Mick Foley and the fucker could end up winning it. Not that he'll keep it. He'll end up, he could end up losing it the very next week back to Kenny Omega, but just as a pop to get people to be like, oh shit, and turn the channel to see something like Turn the channel. Luke Perry's son the, the, the champion the shock, of AEW. The shock factor. Of Luke Perry's yeah. son, you can promote that a little bit. That's son why I Luke say Perry. that's the only way he gets over. I don't know. Man. I mean, like, I think it kind of already is a little bit anyway. But he is a hell of an in-ring worker, and I think he puts on a good show. I've never heard him cut a promo. He talked a little bit last week. That's his weakness is the promo side and, of it. And it wasn't bad, but I don't. I've never heard him cut a good promo on anybody. I've always seen him come out. To do the entrance, he gets in the ring, does his thing, people cheer for him, he puts on a hell of a match, he caters to the crowd. As far as put like I've never seen him in a feud. Is with that somebody the thing? Yet, does I he guess. does he have to have Luchasaurus to no to be over? And Mark no, and, he, Mar- and Marco he, Stunt part of their shit too. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Express. But uh, yeah, no, he doesn't need either one of those two, I, honestly. I guess I haven't seen him in a feud. Yeah, I mean they had like, the feud with uh, the the no, bastard like a, Pac people, like his own the, his the own personal. Triangle. I mean, yeah, like triangle. his own personal feud with someone to where it would enable him to grab the mic and have to say the, something. The, right, right, the closest right. thing to, to I don't think they want to. Have the closest to like thing to a game. feud that he's had so far, him and MJF had a thing for a while. Did they? Yeah, yeah. but it's kind of hard to that beat was on MJF the, in a promo. And that was on like AEW darks and all that. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was it was in the very beginning of. AEW and MJF like still hasn't it. technically lost a match yet, right? Because he hasn't been pinned himself or whatever. Uh, he straight up lost to Moxley. I thought he. At the I thought he was. Oh yeah, but he says he didn't lose. Well, yeah, because the ring. That's yeah. what it was. Because Mo- Moxley used the fucking ring. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Moxley cheated because he had to sign the contract that said he couldn't use the uh, paradigm that, shift. That's what it was. I don't think there's anybody in WWE that could beat MJF on the mic though. Like right maybe now? Pa- like it would be interesting well, to see him well in Paul no, Heyman. because none of those people in WWE know how to actually do a promo. Paul they Heyman they read off a script. Paul they, Heyman and him screaming on each other would be the shit. Maybe a maybe a, a Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen that's had a free mic for <laughs> at least two years and not had a scripted promo would be a good one. Sammy Zayn might be a good one to go against MJF. Um. L.A. Knight. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's 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 not WWE. That's NXT. Yeah, you're right. They're not the same. Yeah, they're not the same. So you don't even know who fucking uh, the people from NXT come up or NXT UK come up. They're like, who is this wrestler? I don't know who it is. Who is it's, that? It's Piper Nevin. Wait, no, it's Dewdrop. Dewdrop. Who is this superstar? So is she on her own now? You well, yeah. Uh, uh, well, we don't know for sure, but I mean, in uh, honor uh, all this week. Uh, what she, she do? turned on Eva Marie. Yeah, Eva Marie. Started the tag match that they were in. Uh, then she instantly tagged Nevin. Nevin went in and did her stuff. And do you drop? Wha- uh, no, it's, it's Piper <laughs> Nevin. <laughs> Fuck, I, or I'll call her Viper, which she went before. But uh, <laughs> when she wrestled in Japan and uh, before NXT UK. But no, uh, she won the match for him. And of course, then Eva Marie tags herself in to get the win. And. Uh, I don't even remember who they're wrestling because the match was wasn't that important. No, but uh, <laughs> she kicks she kicks out, and then she goes back to t- tag Piper Nevin back in again, and she just drops off the apron and walks away. So that's what happened, and then Marie lost the match, and got moved to the alumni section. 
Well, according to her, she's not been moved to the alumni section, but someone fact-checked the picture supposedly that she put on Twitter, and her picture was actually a fake picture and not a real WWE picture. So she actually fake news her own self. Uh, what? So <laughs> her picture too got old to get social media. Her picture got moved to the alumni page, right? So people were like, "Hey, what's up, Leah Marie? Her picture got moved to the alumni page. She must be fired." She was like, "No, that's not happening. That's she tweeted out her own thing saying that's fake news. Don't believe it. Blah blah blah." And then tweeted a picture of her amongst the rest of the WWE roster. But if you go on the WWE page, there's like a some kind of symbol above where their names are all out on the WWE page. And the one she has on there is not the same. It's like a doctored looking one. And mm-hmm. then if you go on their page, she's definitely in the alumni section. And if you so go, so she fired or not? No. What what Cageside Seats was, said was that they've pulled her off TV for now to send her back to do more training of some sort. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's going. She's so she's canceled. going back to the performance center. I guess I don't. So she can sign a deal with fucking she's, Monster uh, Rain or whatever she's, it is to get a bunch she's, of cardboard cutouts. You know, cut she's she's very pretty and she's not bad at cutting a, a promo. But she can't wrestle. And then the bell rang, right? Right. And she can't wrestle. She just can't. She could be a hell of a manager for somebody, maybe. But as far as a wrestler goes, they need to quit with that shit. Every time they've tried it, it's been a horrible, horrible failure. I don't think I've ever seen her put on one good match, ever. Well, she didn't put one on on Raw. But... And, and, and the sad thing about it is they sent her to uh, 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 Spanky. What's his name? Uh, Brian Kendrick. For like a year, every day of the week, to be trained. To come back so she could wrestle with all the other women, and she didn't learn a fucking thing, apparently. Which, if you can't learn from him, yeah, you're, you're in a yeah. lot of trouble. Right, so she either needs to be made an announcer, which I don't want to hear her yeah, voice no, 24-7 no. No, as an no. announcer, or she needs to be made a manager of some sort, and she could get Sherry speak, Martell speak, heat. Speaking of announcers, like right now, the three teams that they have, I don't. those are the best three teams that they've had Smackdown. for a while. Or, I mean, NXT's team's the best fucking announced team, if you ask me. No, wait. Wade Barrett, Beth A-W. Phoenix, and fucking... No. We're talking about WWE product. Oh. AEW's announced team's really not that good either, to be honest Dude, JR and Tony Schiavone. Oh, man, Excalibur, fucking Woody Woo. I, I mean, Excalibur's the only bullshit part. JR's but. fucking... I like JR, don't get me wrong. It blows my mind here. Both of them on the show at the same time. Here's like one of the things that's going to be real together. interesting. You can if, tell you listen to, if you listen to Busted Open every week, the episodes that Mark Henry's on, like, I don't... Thing, I don't feel that he's going to do that great for AEW on Rampage because, like, he, half the time all he wants to do is talk about food, <laughs> and then he's got that slow draw. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Does him and Tony Khan are going to do that show together, right? If Tony Khan's doing it on Rampage? I think him and Tony Khan are announcing the show together. Oh, no. Tony Khan really does want to be Herb Abrams, doesn't he? I don't. I, if not, because when he was on the radio this last week, Mark was Can on there. Can there be an owner that keeps himself off the fucking camera? Dave hasn't been on there at all, like this week. And this last week, Ryan McKinnell and him were on there, and they were talking on the show, and I, got, I kept hearing it bits and pieces because I was working. But usually like the last 15 minutes of the show on Fridays, Tony Khan's on there, so I got to listen to a little bit of it. What? And I thought he said me and Mark are going to be working very closely together on, on Rampage when it starts. Because Mark's going to be an announcer, and I assume that means that they're going to announce, or maybe Tony Khan's going to be in the back telling Mark what to say if he's not going to be an announcer himself. But I, I took that as he was going to be an announcer. But then I also heard that him and Big Show were going to be announcers together for that show. So I don't know how two big dudes will be. Will they end up wrestling each other, you think? <laughs> well, according to both of them, they both still have a lot in the tank, so yeah. that could be a draw. It'll be a draw anyway if you put either of them in the ring because they're WWE wrestlers in another ring, so... You know, and they're Hall of Famers, both of them. Big Show and, I don't and like Mark either, Henry. I don't think either one of them can go no more. 
Mark Henry's lost a shitload of weight and is in like way, 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 way good shape. So him maybe if they big could show go and so had much. anything else to do, Vince would have kept him. I think Paul White's done gas in the tank wise, but I think you could see another good match or two out of Paul out of Mark Henry. I do. I do think I mean, he didn't do much in his matches anyway. As long as you put him against a smaller guy and not someone his own size, I think you could see him. Mark put Henry on versus Marco Stunt. No, like <laughs> Mark Henry, Jungle Boy. No, he's even too small. Darby Allen. No, maybe like Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs. You could do that. You could do Mark Henry versus Darby Allen and get Darby Allen's as big that. as his motherfucking leg. Don't matter. Big Show come in or Big Show. Mark Henry coming as a big old huge bully. Yeah, I mean, you know, you remember when he beat up John Cena when he said he was going to do the retirement thing? He's like, I'd sell out my mama to get all a title shot. All you have to do is fall on him. You know, like, exactly. And then Darby Allen's got to figure out how to fucking fight this lay big under giant. him squished. Like, the, oh, even Big oh, Show said that they want Darby Allen to get over as that new giant killer on fucking on the radio. So, you know, they if they really want to get him over, that's the best way to do it, is put him against big guys like Big Show and Mark Henry. I didn't Powerhouse know Hobbs would be a good one, like you said. Ray Mysterio. Uh, Marco um, Stunt. I know. And then fucking Darby Allen, too. What do you mean, uh, Torito? He's a fucking little guy. Right, he's smaller than Ray Mysterio. Well, that doesn't count. He's a wrestler. That doesn't count. How is it not? Because Darby Allen is he not takes a mother- just like Ray He's Mysterio not a little does. guy. Torito is never going to be over, dude. Torito had never had a chance. Nobody ever took him seriously. You said, you said there's no smaller wrestlers than Ray Mysterio. No, I said that there's no fucking buddy over. Like, no, that's not the same at all. You're trying to fucking split hairs here like Darby Allen. Okay. Give Darley, Darby Allen a fucking El Torito outfit him. and I'll fucking totally watch no, no, it. No, no, Just give him time and he'll be over. No. Weight-wise, maybe not height. I don't know if height-wise what he is to Rey Mysterio. Like 5'7", 170 pounds. He's way smaller than Rey Mysterio. Right. Give him time. You never know. What do you mean? Give him time. He, he give might, him time what? He, he doesn't have the way, frame to even get big. He might be way o- more over than Rey Mysterio by the time his no career's way. over with, though. Never. How many people sat around and said that about Rey Mysterio when he first started, though? You didn't see Rey Mysterio in his first ECW match and go, he's going to be better than so-and-so. Yeah, he did. He was explosive. Uh, and fucking him and Eddie Guerrero in ECW was the shit. Yeah, it was the shit. But I wasn't sitting there it, going, it was, man, he's going to be better than so-and-so. He was so small, and they had your mind so tuned to fucking people like the Giant being the man. No, there was a whole wave of no shit that came at the same time that was so much better like Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko, fucking Chris Benoit, right. Eddie Guerrero yeah. all at the same time, and you're going to compare them to fucking Darby Allen, Marco Stunt, fucking yeah, because Jungle those, Boy and shit? Yeah, no, because they're those fucking guys are, trash those compared guys to them guys. all younger wrestlers, and those guys were all also younger wrestlers coming up. Rey Mysterio was like 17 at that time. Right. So those guys are extremely young wrestlers coming up But right they're now. untalented comparatively. Uh, uh, maybe. Not like, as not talented. Not even good in the ring. Because they didn't You're going to compare uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc to fucking uh, uh, Sting and Darby Allen and whoever the other two fuckheads were falling off high shit and a, a fucking match. cinematic a match. match. That's two completely different things. It was bullshit. You can't, can't compare a tag team match to a singles match. Uh, it was bullshit. So that's bullshit. To Untalented. Tag team match to coffin drop match. to the fucking... I agree. We all agree the coffin drops to... Not, I think it's funny to watch. I do. It makes me laugh every time I see it because it just looks like a drunk guy falling off of something. But he's too small to do that and it to fucking actually effectively pin a yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, Everyone if, a, if a guy uh, a guy weighed 250 pounds to do the coffin drop, that would make more sense. When he does the little flip stunner thing... That would make more sense to be his special move than anything. It's like a like a I don't know like a it's like a like a acid drop type of move like Spike Dudley. Him jumping off anything when it fucking hurt at all. It's worse than Spike Dudley. Ah, uh, he could sharpen the elbow up. <sighs> oh yeah, he wanted to sharpen that. It'd elbow be like up. Dick jumping off the couch to me. Yeah, that fucking shit would hurt. 
He's got little tiny not elbows. Really, I mean, he does it all the time, he's but not really like little kid elbows hurt. I mean, way it more sucks. It's uncomfortable elbows. for a second, but there's not a chance at all that anybody thinks that Deke's gonna beat me up. I don't know, man. He catches you <laughs> off guard, and hits you in the eye just right. I think you might go. He kicks you straight in the dick. You're over and done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, our last. How uh, to finish out the show? Uh, we're gonna go over a uh, top ten list uh, from mm-hmm. Inside the Ropes. Uh, it is the top ten guys to never win the world title. So let's get your opinions on these and just don't hold anything back. You guys can just keep <laughs> fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with number ten, which is Nikita Koloff. Uh, you know, Nikita Koloff might be the one person in wrestling that I don't know jack shit about. I don't really know a whole lot about him either. He I was, mean, he beat Bruno San Martino, right? Or is that he did? But the they. Pretty much Dusty Rhodes ruled him and gave the title right back. I, you see, he yeah. was in an era of wrestling that I never really was a. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. Big he, fan of that. One of his main matches, he went against I mean, Rick. He was a like 70s guy, right? 80s. Was he? Is, yeah. Big in the he, 80s? Uh, I think it's Starkid 85. The main event was Ric Flair against him for the NWA championship. He he nice. he had plenty of title shots, but he. I mean, that's that's going opposite up. WrestleMania three and shit, though. Like so. he still does the Russian gimmick right. now, right? Yeah. Still to this day. Oh, he, he still he like still he still fight. He still uh, wrestling. No, he still does like the talks like he's a Russian guy and oh. shit. He's not really a Russian guy. <laughs> he still does the gimmick. Hmm. Was he just on the one of the dark side of the rings? Actually, wasn't he? Yeah. Thought so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I like I said, I never was a huge fan of his, so I can't can't say respectively too much but if he wrestled against rick flair evidently he was rick flair had to have been the face in that match because i can't see him yeah, being he a was. heel against a russian so it had been like america versus russia type of match they were trying to trying to put over or whatever but none of them russian dudes ever got over her dudes who played russian guys ever i uh, think it's because they're russian or yeah, russian in characters the, in the middle of the cold war always bad guys yeah you know what i mean they're yeah. always bad guys even when they're like after the cold war it's still a russian character is always a bad guy rusev bulgarian but sounded russian bad i think guy. him beat i think him beating bruno san martino is bigger than him wrestling rick flair though honestly like bruno san martino is a wwf champion yeah. for what like 14 fucking years straight or yeah. some shit like, but and that's what i mean but he was probably one of them guys that was all right with you know he was in a lot of big matches still even if he didn't win them you know or a lot of championship matches even though he didn't win them and i think the, the belts back then like meant a lot more yeah well yeah now today belts are just centerpieces yeah. they don't mean shit right, champions so don't even I, wear them. i mean he's a good number 10 i think he belongs up there oh Better than some other motherfuckers. On so then we'll go to number <laughs> we'll go to number nine, which is William Regal. Uh, uh, he was on too many drugs, and I think that's what's held his whole entire career back. The first time he met Vince McMahon, he nodded out and passed out because he was so high on drugs. At in the meeting, he passed out while they're having a meeting. He was showboating Goldberg before that. Fucking like I don't know, man. He hell of he a was, wrestler. I don't even think he was ever in the main event. Like uh, I, I just he, know he's he, always uh, been. He won a king of ring, a uh, king of the ring, and he got a title shot against a. I think it's Austin at one point. As the man's man and whatnot? Uh, he he was supposed to win, or not win, but he was sub- in the Survivor Series that he wrestled in where it was called Mind Game where The Rock won the title for the very first time. Um, he was supposed to go to the finals against Austin in that Survivor Series, and he was high on drugs that night, and he dropped X-Pac on his head and hurt him in the match. 
And in the middle of the match with X-Pac, X-Pac gets out of the ring and takes off running. Hmm. And then they, and then William Regal's like in the ring, or he was Steven Regal, the man's man at that time, uh, was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, and like, and then he gets out of the ring and just takes off running. To the was back. that before Goldberg and shit? Like this was, was after he came from WCW after all that shit in WCW. Oh, really? tried to do that shit with Goldberg. Yeah, this is after. I thought he that. came straight from WWE when it was William Regal. No, he went from WCW to... Right, I thought he was William Regal right off the bat. He's Steven Regal, the man's man at first. That was before WCW. No. That was like 90-fucking-three or whatever he was. Well, then he used the same the gimmick. Man, he, man. With the hard hat and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's the same gimmick he used when he came back. Right, right as soon as he came back, it was the same gimmick he was doing. Because when he wrestled at that Survivor Series, he had a fucking button-up shirt with sleeves cut off and blue jean shorts on. Yeah, fucking, I mean, he was doing that boots. shit like back in... Uh, like in uh, uh, Kurt Hennig days, Mr. Perfect days and shit. Yeah, well, he did it in 98 for a while, too. But so oh, man. he was high, though, in the match. And so instead of having him move on, they had the big boss man wrestle Stone Cold twice that night. <laughs> and the whole entire thing almost got ruined because he was so high on drugs. So I think that's <laughs> what's held him back from ever being an actual legit champion champion in WWE. I think it's just because I'm a WCW fan. Like, they didn't present him as a champ. Like... Wasn't he tag he, team champ or U.S. That champ? Maybe, that ain't main event. TV he, champ? he won the television title yeah, in WCW. I mean, that ain't main event. Jean-Paul so. Levesque helped him win that TV title, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Which, which, I mean, in WWE, he was the king of the ring. A.K.A. terrorizing. One year. Uh, I think he's like a five-time intercontinental champion. The European champ. Like he's the European champ. <laughs> he's a ta- tag team champ. He don't, he don't belong on the same list as like a Roddy Piper and shit like that. Uh, like, no, he's been the... The uh, GM of NXT. NXT. He's more famous ever. for being a GM yeah. in general yep. than he ever was in a res- or the, wrestling uh, career. the spot of pee at WrestleMania 17 <laughs> yeah. when Jericho pissed in his tea and he drank it. Him and Tajiri was the shit. Like, that's the most over he's ever that's been. That's what I mean as the general manager yeah. when him and Tajiri were also sort of a tag team and general manager guy at the same time. Right. Yeah, that was good TV. All right, so we'll move on to number eight, which is Paul Orndoff. Uh, that's he got Dude. that he got hurt right had that well, muscle atrophy or whatever yeah and that's what's held him back I feel like and yeah but he was in fucking he also thought he was Hogan over when he wasn't yeah he was though like nah. he was he was Roddy Piper over dude he was WrestleMania like, one fucking like they invented fucking the the uh, like wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without Paul Orndorff like he was you're right he was the bad guy to Hulk Hogan's good guy or whatever and that, yeah he was he, I mean he's kind of like Scott Hall kind of like Roddy Piper like he was so good that he didn't uh need it but then he got hurt and had that it's bicep like a, atrophy went right. to WCW got beat up by fucking that and you didn't know when he was gonna have a stinger Big in the middle of the ring and fucking like when he has them stingers like his whole body goes numb like he gets whole his whole body just goes paralyzed and it's happened yeah. to him like three or four times in the middle of the ring he's in really bad shape right now uh, yeah, I seen his that son video. showed a video of him on the internet, and like he's in really, really rough shape right now. So, but he was a hell of a wrestler in his time. Though he had a couple cage matches with uh, Hogan at Saturday Night's main events. Yeah, that were real good too. Yeah, yeah and that's that's uh, ushered in that area. You know, played opposite Saturday Night Live. That's what the big fucking cages with the giant metal bar squares yeah, on and shit. The motherfuckers that were just solid. They don't ever bring that shit back. Which I had some, people got hurt, son. <laughs> which I had to deal with uh, WrestleMania two with Hogan and. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Yep. That's where it came off of. I, I think he definitely should have won. He was good enough to win a title and did it. And he should probably be further up yeah, on the list. He probably should have had one heel run, I feel like, even if it was for a month. Right. 
Uh, they actually did push him as a heel against Ric Flair in the NWA. Yeah, he. I think he was a heel against just about everybody. Uh, he kind of had a couple good guy runs where he was tag teamed up with Hogan a few times and stuff, but he ran against heel against Hogan. Yeah, because he, twice, yeah, right? he had Bobby the Brain Heenan as yeah, his manager. Yeah. But, I don't know, he was... I think another thing is he really couldn't cut that great of a promo either. Well, that's part of the reason so. he had Bobby. He's like unrecognizable when he's old, though. Like, yeah. like on uh, he was on that uh, table for three or whatever, big old handlebar mustache. I'm like, that is <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Well, and, last uh, time you seen him in WCW, he had his whole entire face shaved and he had a flat top fucking haircut. <laughs> and that was like 2000, 2001. Which yeah. also his feuds with uh, Rick Rude were really, really good, too. Yeah. Later on before he that. left. Yep. The ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> All right, number seven is uh, Magnum T.A. <coughs> I think he probably would have been. He just got paralyzed. He was I the think. chosen one, right? I think he was on like. his way to being something great, and he wasn't like a dude who was on a bunch of drugs and partying crazy nonstop all the time. Yeah, so no, he I had, he that had, era he, of the NWA champion like meant something. You earned that motherfucker. Yes. You went territory yeah. to territory, put on fucking but she was the 60 end. minute broadways fucking twice on Sundays. I have no doubt in my mind that if and Magnum would have been able to continue on to WCW to WWF, I don't think in WWF he ever would have been champion because they're ignorant at that time and they were comic bookish, but I do believe he would have been WCW champ. I do believe that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was in WCW forever, too. I mean, as an announcer and shit like no, that. I mean, but after like, he got over as Magnum. Like, everybody, the WCW crowd respected him on that level after his accident. And he probably would have had to be, like, be. Magnum BP or something when he went to another company instead of Magnum TA or whatever, you know. I know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it was Crockett. I mean, they sold to WCW or whatever. But so, like, he would have be, been Magnum TA for the if, if entirety of the maybe, Attitude if, Era. If he would have went to up WWF until WCW canceled and then came back, they probably would have changed it, his name. The whole era would have looked completely different had he not gotten that car wreck. Shit, like, he might have been the third well, member. Right. He, I mean, <laughs> he he could have. Ric Flair's career couldn't have been could have been as not as long. I don't know about that, but Magnum I think there would have been getting over more than Ric Flair as an NWA champion in the time that I don't know about not as long, but championship wise, it might have shortened a lot of Ric Flair's. It might he right. not he might not he might not be the twenty one time champ. You know what I mean? Right, right. I'm just saying he had that appeal, man. That was the '80s when it, you know uh, Magnum PI was big. He had the yep. big old fucking mustache yep. and hairy ass hair, chest with his fucking. Hair, yep. Catered his whole, <coughs> catered his whole character around that. Yeah, he was, he was over. Yep. So it just sucks that he got into the motorcycle accident and paralyzed or whatever. But it's neat that he still is involved with wrestling today. So you know that's a good thing. He can still Who's use he his involved brain. With? AEW. He's on AEW. Uh, he hasn't been on there for a while, but I know he was involved with them for a little bit because I seen him push him out in the old wheelchair the one night. Really. Yep. So he's involved with them here and there a little bit, which is good. That's cool. It's kind of nice to see. Like I said, they can still use yeah. it for his brain. He was on the. I mean, he was on WCW's creative for a good long time after that shit. That's like he had a lot to. Well, so WWE's missing some of them actual wrestling people. Yeah. Right. Well, since you brought up creative, we're gonna stop right in the middle of this list just to see what you two are gonna say. <laughs> what do you guys think of Kenny's Mobley? <laughs> that was just released she's from dumb. WWE. Dumb is a box of rocks. First no, of all, she's why you not, going to? She's not dumb. She's, hey, they got me hired to do this job. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. She's, <laughs> ex she's extremely smart for taking a high-paying job that was offered to her as a writer. What's dumb is WWE for fucking hiring somebody that has no knowledge of wrestling at all and why not making them. Why would you go them. on the radio and fucking announce all your weaknesses though? Like and, that's the dumbest shit ever. Because she's never been on. She's a writer, bro. She don't get. She's not on the mic talking like a wrestler. She's supposed to stay in the back. You just shouldn't shut. do it. 
that, that's WWE's fault strictly for hiring people that don't. Or maybe she was trying to get fired. You don't know. I, uh, I mean, but that's their own fault for hiring people that know nothing about the wrestling business. And these are the people that are writing your Monday Night Raw. There's a lot of people that don't know nothing about the wrestling business. Got writing jobs and don't fucking. And they don't know their names and shit too. But they, they sit there and learn them and shut their mouth. They're talking about they don't know how to get heat. They don't know what heat is. How the fuck can um, you write a wrestling show if you don't know, know what heat, heat is? is? How do you not know what heat is? How can you write a wrestling show if you don't Just know what heat is? Just because you're a fucking hired as a writer doesn't mean you're do they you know, they segment that shit off. Like how get from this point A to this point B and if she can do that job and did, shut her they, fucking did, mouth. Did you see the what did happens? you see the tweet that she put out about hopefully somebody will just under to, or somebody will finally tell me what a heel is, but she spelled it H E A L. Dude. <laughs> well, I mean heel's not a that's an insider term. But, I mean, but you could teach her the fuck. Yeah, she just shut her mouth. That's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to do that though, because they don't care. They want you to. They want you to have a good time and forget about what you see in this Monday and start it refresh next Monday. <laughs> you it's couldn't. Not, it's not wrestling. You anymore. couldn't do all the hours of television they do without. To be writers. honest with you, if this is a real wrestling podcast, we shouldn't talk about WWE because <laughs> <laughs> they're not a wrestling show. Even they've told you that sports, yeah, entertainment, sports entertainment is not entertainment. wrestling. Yeah, so well. I don't even know why they have wrestling in their name. Because uh, WSE sounds retarded. It's well, so does <laughs> WWE if it's not wrestling. I mean, I shit don't make no sense to me. It really doesn't. <laughs> it fucking it blows my mind that, that they treat people so ignorantly. But now that there's more shit to watch, people are going to end up starting to turn the fucking channel finally, and it's going to end up hurting them. There ain't a whole lot to watch right now, Clint. We're in like the lowest lows of fucking everything right now. Yeah, but you can. There was a time when you couldn't turn the channel because WWE was the only thing there was to watch. Now you have multiple other wrestling shows that you can turn on and watch if you want to. Plus more coming. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of content out there. You know, unfortunately, they've got themselves wedged in with Peacock to where they're not probably going to go no place for a while. But if their show keeps becoming more and more trash, I mean, they're just gonna lose they can be on but no i mean a lot of people are going to watch it no matter what smackdown's going to get ratings as long as it's on fox because that's you have an antenna and watch fox <laughs> but, yeah you know what oh I mean? yeah so it's you on get way more it's on every bar every saturday night whether people are watching or not they just turn fox on because it's a fucking channel in the background smackdown's playing on at the bar you like <laughs> wrestling honestly oh, that shit on some people got something to go in the background over there you know what i mean like it, and then they get a rating for that shit so you know it's they're just too much of an ev- a monster now that they can't be stopped, but it's not good. I don't know. They're trying all they can to be stopped, I think. Or get sold. Like if, like I said, if they were, like if. if They're selling to Disney. Disney will probably sell. do it the right hey, way. Man. They'll probably Ma- Kevin Feige in charge of it and Feige Ma- in charge Ma- of it. Mickey Mouse against Roman Reigns for the Universal <laughs> title is going to be the best <laughs> match ever. They'll right. put Kevin Feige in charge of the fucking WWE Universe and he'll actually be the good. He'll correct it like he's doing with Marvel and everything else. All right, we're going to go back to the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn it, pal. How do we fix it? <laughs> Send it to the guys at Marvel. Kevin Feigl, if I you'll get it. This Come is, th- is going to be the interesting one. Number six, Owen Hart. Doesn't belong on the list. Yeah, he does. No, no, he's no, even he had doesn't. championship matches. So and, and this is where I said it's going to be interesting. He's never, he's never been over, though. I mean. Like, he's always been a heel. That's what you mean. I mean, that, like. I've seen a motherfucker completely. He's never. They've never put his name on a fucking pay-per-view, and people have been like, oh, that's the reason I'm buying this pay-per-view is to watch that Owen Hart match. Well, I'm pretty sure he passed away before he yeah, actually yeah, got that opportunity. Yeah, never really. I, 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 if he would have got to be I with see, Jericho I, and Benoit yeah. and Guerrero and all them guys, then you would have seen him. 
You he was seen over him. the hill before those guys ever came, dude. He was nah. when he died. He was the blue blazer. Like nobody gave a shit. I think he was going he was, straight into the prime of what his career no, was. I think I it was over. I think he was never more over than when Bret Hart and him had the match at SummerSlam, and he was on the fucking downside of his career. In like ninety three. Uh, that was like ninety five, wasn't it? The SummerSlam match they had the, with the cage. No, I'm talking about. Are you talking about WrestleMania where he? No, him, him and Brett wrestled at like WrestleMania. 13, Twelve or. And then he beat Brett at WrestleMania, and then that same year they wrestled Brett. at SummerSlam in the cage match for the WWF Championship. Yeah, but I'm not a Nugget the, shit and all but that. The, like, didn't didn't the WrestleMania that Owen won later that night? Didn't Brett win the yeah, WWF Championship? Yeah, he won it from Yokozuna. At the end of that fucking. At the end of that WrestleMania, everybody's holding Brett, hoisting him up on their shoulders. No one's standing down there with his hands on his hips watching his brother. Like, I beat you tonight, and it's supposed to be my night because I beat you, yet you fucking still won the WWF yeah, Championship. that's the master. most over he's ever been. And then that whole summer, basically, him and Brett feuded, feuded back and forth on the top of the pay-per-view cards, other than, no, Brett and Davey wrestled that. That was a different SummerSlam. But uh, that all the way up until that SummerSlam, when he finally lost to Brett in the cage, kind of was what ended the that run there. Um, and then, I mean, he, he went back to tag team and I think for a little while after that, uh, with, with Bulldog and they won all the slammies together and they had those slammies. Yeah, shit. that was good. That was a good, that was funny shit. Which, which he, he's also won the King of the Ring. He was the Intercontinental Champion. He's the tag team champion. So, yeah. I mean, the King he was, of the Ring he was on his way. Rumble. He was on his way to becoming a world champion. I do believe so myself. Ah, uh, he peaked. He, I mean, he'd won all those, but he peaked, and they threw like, him in a tag team with like, Jeff like Jarrett. Could, like, I, could, could you Jeff, actually I, imagine they the won match. a championship with Jeff Jarrett? But that does not at all translate to being back in the main event picture. I think Owen Hart not passing away keeps Jeff Jarrett in WWF, and you don't see any of that happen with him going to WCW. Honestly, yeah, he'd never be um, a world champion, and who, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett either. Uh, maybe he might have left WWF by now and done TNA differently and become world champion that way. Or NWA might have came back in a different form. Yeah. See, that's the thing. When people like pass away or someone gets fired or goes to a different company and you sit there and you, you speculate on how, how things altered differently. Uh, like I said, with Owen Hart not I think passing away, there was matches like, he could like have had with yeah, Triple I think H. Had, well, I think he would well, have had Owen Hart's, Owen Hart Jericho retirement match because he was already looking – I mean, his wife was – telling you that he's looking for ways out yeah there's oh, been all oh, kinds oh. of people debunk that and say that shit was about to happen i think he was just telling I, his wife i, I think jericho i think jericho and uh owen hart would have been one of the greatest it'd been awesome matches. but that would have been one of his last matches on or, his way out the door or if you know he he might have said fuck it and jump shimped himself and went to wcw and been to wcw well, till it ended and then came back to wwf with well no he saw guys. he saw how they what they did with brett he was there's no way he was going there uh, Depending on who you talk to, if you talk if, if like talk, I mean, I say talk if he would have had a stayed in the blue blazer gimmick coming from the ceiling and all that ignorant shit all the time, and you know that sh accident wouldn't happen. I don't whatever. think he got sick of doing that. I don't shit. think he could have jumped to WCW. I don't think that, that was going to stay. I think that was just some stupid shit they were doing because he was wrestling against the Godfather, and you know he just. I think he was just having a good they time because they were in between creative didn't have anything for him man. basically at that moment yeah they didn't have a whole lot if for you're him, a champion just, eh. if you're one of the greatest guys not to fucking win a title like you don't gotta wait for creative to get you something to get you over you're fucking using everybody your tv time to get over he was receiving a paycheck and didn't give a fucking phoning in for a year before he died i think i think also that the shit with him dropping stone cold on his head and stone cold being the guy held him back a bit because yeah, they didn't want sure. him and stone cold touching each other um, not that Steve Austin didn't want to wrestle him, but I think that they were just scared that he would hurt him again on accident, so they tried to keep them as far away from each other. So the timing on that also held him back. And then, um, 
he had like a couple injuries I think in that time too that kept him out for a little while. Uh, small little things that he that had happened to him where he had he had he had to go home for a quick minute. But there's all kinds of different podcasts and things you can listen to it. Different wrestlers have said that he wasn't about to retire in any form. He and he hadn't really. He ain't on the same list as fucking. He was not on the same level on the same of guy of guys who should have won a championship but didn't. Or didn't have time to, and unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to see it blossom or anything. That's what I mean. You don't think but he, he'd have good never he five, ain't six never years. been on the he ain't gonna he ain't on the same level as Roddy Piper. He ain't on the same level as Scott Hall. He ain't, he don't belong on that list. Ah, about Roddy Piper level, but Scott Hall he's probably just about as popular as Scott Hall, if not more now that he's dead, especially. No. People get way more popular after they die. Yeah, except for I mean, that might be the only reason he's popular though. By now, like he he's. I mean, he's he hasn't got the Eddie Guerrero treatment. They they won't. They his, can't. It's yeah, outside his of wrestling. Wife won't allow like, it. If, right, because if, if he, he didn't was give allowed a shit to, about it, it might that be much, different. They, that's saying. that's like, the reason you have. He a, had other endeavors that he wanted to do. He he like wrestling is not in his life was not as important. He, like he was Brock Lesnar about that's, it. He that's another reason you don't punch the time he, card. He's not as idolized as what he probably should be, or in other people's eyes, because since he's passed away. His wife has not allowed him to be a part of any type of wrestling or be shined in any type of wrestling, so it's kind of put a stank on his name just a little bit. And yeah. unfortunately, I, I feel like if none of that happened and he was allowed to be a part of it up until this point, he probably would be more idolized than what he was like Eddie Guerrero, and people would hold him more in their hands as on more of a pedestal that, man, he could have done this and he could have done that. But because of the lawsuit and the way it ended and, and the way they've kept him not in the light, it's almost like China. Did a lot of great shit, you know, but they kept her in the dark so long, and it's like she put her in the in the Hall of Fame, and it's like, eh. China's more over than Owen Hart is, I think. Nah. For sure. She wasn't around long enough. All right, we're going to move on to number five. China's better on this list of people that that haven't won a world heavyweight title than Owen Hart is. I don't know about all that. That's for another. That's for another. That's, a whole nother, that's for a whole other debate. All right, we'll go on to number five, which is also going to stick in the Hart family. It's a uh, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. Another mm, guy that he's uh, a charisma vacuum. You got to be good on the mic to yeah, be the champ. Yeah, and, and you just don't got it. I don't know what it was. He had the look, the steroids. wrestling skills, probably the steroids. But I'm sure it had a lot to do with what the backstage more than anything because he always showed up. He was always there to do his job. But Well, and, I mean. I don't know, man. I mean, I, he stalled the last couple of years, too, and, you know, he had the fucking match at, he, uh, well, he broke his where back. he broke his back and, w, and he fired him, and he's a drug addict after that. But, I like, I don't think he, I don't I don't think know, he was ever going to get into the main event level. I don't know why he never. Even if cracked, he didn't hurt his just, back, just never really, really cracked the top. He was fucking definitely over enough. Like when he won the uh, the Intercontinental Stadium. title at SummerSlam, and everybody went fucking absolutely insane. When it was over in England. Yeah, but Wimbledon like, Stadium. had that been the WWF Championship, that shit, that probably would have been one of their yeah. biggest selling pay per views of all time. You know what I mean? But it wasn't the Intercontinental Championship, which at the same time was kind of like the Intercontinental was like the in-between European. It was like the second biggest crowd at that time, like when that happened or whatever. Like it was second only to WrestleMania three or whatever. The in-between Intercontinental or the Intercontinental is the in-between United States and UK title. (laughs) Like it's a title that you win if you stand right on the line. <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah, the Intercontinental title is supposed to be the workhorse title, so that's yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was fitting for him to be. I mean, he had good matches. I mean, they they tried they tried to give him the European title and make it a big deal. Him and, and uh, he couldn't get it over when he, when he was with 
Dynamite Kid, that shit was fucking amazing. Like he, I that might be the highlight of his career is being second fiddle to Dynamite Kid. To be honest, which with is you. sad because Dynamite Kid was a bully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a bully, but he was he was innovative in the ring. But he's still a bully. He innovative. He didn't make Foley shit, just in a more acrobatic form. That's true. I mean, just gonna inspi- break my body with my fucking acrobatics. Inspired a whole. Mick Foley was just too thick whole to do acrobatics. Of Chris Benoit's. <laughs> Mick Foley is too thick to do acrobatics. That's, <laughs> the, only, that's the only block. difference. All right, we'll go on to number four, which is Scott Hall. Ooh. Scott Hall could be number one on this list for me. That's a guy who never wanted to win a title, though, and he's even said that on podcasts. Yeah, never wanted to. I, he was offered to win all these titles and never wanted to. He could eh. do it without it. He said. Yep. He 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 wanted to have less dates and more money though. Well, yeah, that's why he went to WCW. <laughs> but uh, he he said in an interview that he went to Vince McMahon and said, you know, Vince, where where else can I go from here? And Vince was like, well, no place, you know, unless you want to win this title. But he didn't want to deal with the responsibilities that come with winning the big championship, which is what we talked about. Britt Baker earlier having to go around and do all the promotional stuff to the children's hospitals to do all that stuff. What Scott Hall's always Morning said, shows. I got no problem with doing that. But when you're up partying with fucking Sean Michael snorting rails of cocaine and drinking beer till four <laughs> o'clock every morning, you're probably not going to be on the flight to go see the children at the hospital or be in the best mood to do it when you get there. <laughs> so, you know, he just didn't ever want to win that big one. Uh, and I just think it's the same way in WCW. You know, I think that, well, I think by the time WCW came around, he, there he, was a minute in there where he wasn't a wasted asshole. By the time he got to the end, like the very last match he had in WCW was a three-way match. It was him he and Jeff his, Jarrett and Sid Vicious. He could have had his championship run 96, 97. And, and that was like right after NWO 2000 ended, which we're all going to agree it's not the best NWO. It's my favorite NWO. Are you saying he should have been the champ then? No, but that was like he had a big run right after that, and it was him. And Jeff Jarrett and Psycho Sid, or actually... But he uh, was fucked up that whole Sid, time. Right, but at that time, he was probably the coolest person there was in WCW. Nah. Over, dude, that, every time he came out towards the end, everybody went fucking ballistic. Like and the night when he wrestled that match... Person in special ed. He was just coming out drunk as fuck, making fun of everybody. Yeah. People, were, people were behind it. That's not when he was over, motherfucker. He was Whatever. over when he came to the NWO and formed this shit. By, by the time he got to his last match, people were going fucking ballistic. He got second well, filled to fucking Hollywood Hogan and had to settle for the fucking Outsiders. Uh, uh, yes. The tag team. Tag team champions, and he should have had, had a championship run then. He was never uh-huh. more over than that. Which but. when uh, Hogan and Sting were doing their thing, uh, he did win World War Three. And uh, he was supposed to get a title shot at, uh, what is it, is it Slamboree? Probably. But uh, J.J. Dillon vacated the title because the whole Bret Hart referee thing at Starcade. The fucking, oh man. And then he wrestled Goldberg for the title at Mayhem 99 in a ladder match. Goldberg said he was drunk as fuck in his book while he was wrestling. Which (laughs) was Goldberg's book, so. Yeah, you could throw him in any championship match. uh, Goldberg, believable. Goldberg was a for as big as he was and going over, he was a god awful wrestler. But he still, still did is. more moves in WCW than he does in <laughs> WWE. Well, yeah, he shows up and spears you. Yeah, that's it. Gives you a jackhammer and Drew McIntyre kicks out of it on like a one. And WCW he did a couple suplexes and threw some punches at least. He did the whole uh, gorilla press slam into yeah. the shoulder and smash or did whatever. The front chancery, where he put him up yeah. like a underground and then he fucking flip him over his head and that. Did the roll-up ankle lock. And he kicked people in the head and ruined their careers. <laughs> Damn Bret Hart. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to number three. 
the uh, million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Ah. He had a belt. Uh, he had the million dollar championship. <laughs> he did, he, his belt was more expensive than the actual WWF yeah. championship. So he did. He he. That was a guy who he was too big for the belt. He had a couple WWE championship matches, and he was so big of a heel that he he tried to buy the fucking belt a couple times actually. Yeah, to, instead what, of um, having to win it, he tried to buy the motherfucker. He tried to buy it from Andre. Yep, and um, you know he he couldn't get couldn't crack that championship, so he just went ahead and fucking made his own belt. I think his belt. I think his belt and his run was bigger than the championship at the time. And then yes, and then his belt was so over that he made up his own rules for it. You know what I mean? And then he couldn't. You know he couldn't. The motherfucker's still around. Austin's been a fucking million dollar champion. Yeah, he didn't want to be though. Which, <laughs> so was Savio L- Vega. Which LA Knight's the new million dollar champion. Yes, right. he is. And then he beat up Ted DiBiase and sent him packing. I don't think he has the original million dollar championship. I think they made a good replica for LA Knight to carry around, but Ted DiBiase. There was like a the, good six month period where the million dollar championship belt meant more than the world title oh i guarantee it yeah yeah especially when he was doing all the vignettes where he had like the dude bouncing the ball and kicking it away before he won or kiss my young young rob van dam coming out and kissing his foot for a hundred bucks and all that yeah (laughs) uh ted dibiase would have been cool if he would have been the championship and got to hold both titles on both shoulders but i don't think he needed it i think he was so over with that million dollar championship that they're like fuck it I think Ted, he's not. I think he doesn't belong on this list because he had the best belt for the time that he had it when he was over. He was a good worker too, but I I became more of a fan of Ted DiBiase after he was out of the ring and he was just managing people as the million dollar champion or whatever. Never his mm. champion. I never. Really I didn't was. like that shit. I didn't like when he went to the NWO when he was the fourth member or whatever. You no, know, by the time we started watching wrestling, he was kind of on his way out. Ted DiBiase was. Yeah. He had a few couple good years, maybe 93, 94, but he wasn't. When I got hugely into wrestling, you know, we're, you know 13, 14, 15 or whatever, like. That's when he, he was overweight he, and carrying briefcases. Well, he was like shit. going, like he'd found Jesus and was on a. Yeah, he got really overweight for tour. And like looked weird. All right. On to number two Jake the Snake Roberts. Drugs. <laughs> Straight yeah, up. Dude, I don't even know what to Crack say about cocaine, him. Like, uh, psychotic behavior um, he was over like a motherfucker though like. yeah but he just there was, i think vince mcmahon knew there just wasn't something that he could trust about jake being the champion with he wasn't gonna be creative though and he didn't he went to wcw and made a whole lot less money like he got fucked over on that whole deal you think he's doing creative which for actually was about the same time as the uh, king of the ring that it austin won hmm. that he was supposed to oh, do yeah, creative yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to transition in the front office or whatever. I don't remember what the story was, but he got fucked out of that deal real I, bad. I think Jake's another one of those guys that didn't need the title. His promos were good enough. and I would had, put him over Scott snake. Hall on this list. I mean, yeah. which the list does. He but. doesn't say he is. Uh, but he had the snake in that, and I don't know. I just don't feel like he needed it. I don't I don't know why, but I just don't. I mean, if you're going to do it, like I don't I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, Maybe it's because I've never seen him win it. any titles, really. But uh, he never he never held a title in WWF. There was just something he about Jake was, was an champ, wasn't he? He never won a championship. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't. I just maybe that's why because they never let him win one. That's one of them deals, like I said, with Owen Hart passing away and and like things being altered. Like I just I can't see Jake the Snake with the WWF championship and then the snake in one hand and then he's like all sweaty and like drunkard out looking like <laughs> holding it up all together. Like I just can't see it. I think he just was over enough between his promos and his in-ring work and the snake that he it was just and like and the story under, like Undertaker shit and the story is the, the 
the championship run that he was supposed to get was supposed to be against the Ultimate Warrior, who got <laughs> fired that night. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's, that's coming. A, that's coming from Jake himself. So we don't know if it's true or not. But I mean, I feel like he's kind of like the Undertaker. He never had a good run with Hogan though, because he was more over than Hogan was really at the time the Hulkamania was running wild. They did like a test run with house shows or whatever. Oh, and everybody was and chanting everybody DDT. Was chanting yeah. DDT and they just decided that too, not to have That too, the DDT was run. so fucking cool Dude, at the time, you know, and he did badass. it he did it so cool that it was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is the coolest shit ever," you know. It's almost like the first time you've seen a Stone Cold Stunner or Rock Bottom, like, "Oh my god, what do you just fucking do?" Right. You know. Uh it, he didn't like need I said, it, I, he's like I feel like he's kind of like the Undertaker. He ain't bigger he ain't bigger than the belt like Ted DiBiase was, but he was he was over without it, right? I, like I said, he's got that Undertaker kind of mystique to him, to where it's you're you're you did good enough at your gimmick that got you over, and people are going to remember Jake the Snake forever. I don't think he's going to be a wrestler; it's not ever going to be talked about. And he's like you see, never won. He's on TV right now, but he'll I mean, as far as his contributions to wrestling, he'll be con- remembered for fucking ever. I, I, I like. mean, it's his understanding of the psychology. Yeah, is yeah, that. yeah, and just the promos and the like. I said the in-ring work overall. Outside of his, uh, outside, you know problems. what I mean? Me and Jake the Snake fan, fucking Macho Man getting bit by that fucking snake. snake yeah, dude. that's oh. that that right there. That's that, what I mean. That's that was devastating to me as a five six year old. Which, Wait, which the, the story of that's great, but on the dark side of the ring where they start talking about that and oh, it says you get bit by him. Yeah, first. you got to get bit by it first. And <laughs> he he took the bite or whatever. And it pissed him off, so he pissed off that snake before it bit yeah. Macho Man. And it wouldn't, let, it wouldn't let go. It wouldn't let go. That's yeah. what was so brutal. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Well, too, and Macho and like, Man, oh my God. they sat on that thing like Macho Man was like falling around, like, "Ooh, you got bit by the snake. Are you gonna pass out?" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking now, get Deke watching it on a regular basis. That old shit and showing Macho Man getting eaten by, by that snake. That was real oh, life yeah. snake biting a motherfucker. Oh right? yeah, dude. I I, I had, I had me that some. wasn't a gimmick. That was, I was real. Like Jake the Snake, you bastard! Right. Like, that's how I felt when um, when uh, uh, shit, what's his name, came back, uh, Bob Backlund, and he fucking was helping Bret Hart, and then fucking he attacked <laughs> Bret Hart from behind and put him in the crossface chicken wing, and I was like, like he was like going nuts and like drooling all over the place and spitting and going ballistic, and they couldn't pull him off, and I was like, oh my god, like Bret Hart's really hurt. They had the EMTs out there trying to help him. <laughs> and I was like, as a kid, I was like, oh man, this is this is terrible. Like I. I just didn't know what to do, man, because I'd never seen Bret Hart beaten so badly by someone. And I was like, he just was like, looked like somebody's nice old grandpa or something. <laughs> and he fucking went nuts. Man, this is really making me depressed. All right, we'll <laughs> move on to the number one on the uh, list. It's Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, he should have. Yeah, I mean. For, for sure. But it, I feel like it would have lessened his character. He you think so? Yeah, I do. I think it would have lessened his character if he ever would have won. I think that was one of the cool things about Roddy was that he was the biggest shit talker and never won the title. I think his time to have the title was in Mid-Atlantic when he was partnering up with Ric Flair and shit when I he think was wearing he suits and all that shit. I, I think he could have won it in WCW after WCW. Oh, yeah, for sure. Could have. Then he, he could have come back. When he first showed up in WCW. Yeah. yeah. NWO and all that, they could have let him have, win the world title and fucking huge pop. People would have changed the channel for that shit. Yeah, I mean, he was older and everything, but he could still go. Oh, for sure. I mean, There's a lot of older Roddy Piper matches from WCW 98-99 that were not too bad, to be honest with you. And not that he could have held the title forever because he was older, but they could have had him a small, quicker. Shit, he could have done it when he was RP the VP. You're probably right. That was, that's on it. Like, that for was, being honest, that's my favorite time of wrestling ever. Like, <laughs> 1999-2000 WCW. 
Ric Flair. I did that. Ric Flair is the president. Sure. Roddy Piper is RP the VP. I shared Rick on my Flair Facebook going and it says uh, insane asylums. Yeah. <laughs> I shared on my he get naked in the in the middle of the ring, handcuffing himself to the ring and shit. Mean. I said by God, Jane. <laughs> I shared on Facebook the other night. I hit that one that Friday Friday night feeling hits. That's the RP to VP shit. Yeah, dude. When he, he was like, You're you can't fire me. I'm already fired. <laughs> no, I'm not fired. Yes, I am fired. You're fired. No, I'm not fired. You're fired. No, I am fired. No, I'm not fired. You're fired. You know what? You're fired. <laughs> that was good TV, man. It's WCW at its finest with live mics and nobody in the back being like, hey. I mean, I, you gotta it say didn't this help that I was 13 or 14 or 15. If but. you go back and watch it now, being our age, yeah, it's a little bit like, God damn, these guys. Ah, this still gets me pumped. But it's a good bit of TV. It really is. Compared to what you watch nowadays, it's really Takes bad. off his shoes and he's throwing them at people. Takes <laughs> off his shirt and he's elbow dropping it and shit. Doing the fucking knee drop. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Roddy, Roddy Piper could have. He was as big as Hogan as far as pop culture. You know, as far as names that transcend the business and everything. He was as big as Hulk Hogan in the heyday of WrestleMania. I feel like he's bigger than Hulk Hogan at one point in time. His movies yeah, are you know, they better live, than Hogan's. They Live, probably, yeah. Hell Comes to Frogtown, uh, They Live. Uh, he was in a shitload of TV shows. Um, he was in a, a few other movies, too. I can't. I don't know what the names of them were. He said Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, well, yeah, as he was older. <laughs> but I, his movies, I feel like, were way better than Hogan's movies. I, I mean, I don't know. They Live was better than anything Hogan did, but, man. Dude, that was a good-ass movie. Uh, the fight scenes were way better. He did his own fight scenes. And Mr. All Nanny and Suburban Commando was the shit, though. Mr. Especially Nanny. Suburban Commando. They were okay. <laughs> like, if you're going to compare... You're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> if you're going to compare, like, like those movies to, like, the WWE movies that they come out with now, what do you think's better? The Marines still? Or do you think that them old movies with Suburban Hogan Commando movies? beats the fuck out of the Marine or the so? Condemned or any of those? Yeah, fuck yeah. You Maybe not See No Evil. See No Evil is the only one that makes if sense. If they at all made those them. exact same movies now and they didn't make them back then, would they be as good and whole? Like if they made if WWE Studios made They Live Now with somebody other than Roddy Piper in it, oh, but all the, sa- all the same yeah, lines. The movie, so would be, they, the movie they, wouldn't go over. I don't know who a wrestler is that's close to Roddy Piper right Bray now. Bray Wyatt. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Switch it to the swamp and fucking. It's the swamp. <laughs> All these alligators be fucking aliens. <laughs> My fireflies. <laughs> he don't even say that no more. He don't say nothing. Oh, sorry. He gets fucked over at WrestleMania and ruins his career. <laughs> what, what happened to the fiend? Where is he? Where'd I don't he go? know. In uh, the they, they have him announced, I think, for Raw like August 9th. Yeah, the, the week before SummerSlam or something. That dude's yeah. wasting his career away just sitting at home. He's having fun on creative, though. Like, he fucking, I mean, for as stupid as all that shit is, it's a lot of work to be put, like, it's a lot of originality. And there's a lot of work he's put in to do it. Like, he's having fun doing that shit. Yeah, that's fine. But he's, when last time we see him, like, it takes him, like, six months to come up with enough material for six months. That's because they never let him get months. over. Like, he was one per. Like he he should be number one on this motherfucker. I mean, he's won a belt, but he, yeah, he, he's, he's been. They the fuck his runs over he could, badly. He could have been new Undertaker esque, and then they let Goldberg come in and completely ruin the whole run they had him on. 
They had him on they, a whole good run. They've had he was him unbeatable, and Goldberg came and smashed him in what, like thirty seconds, maybe. Every run they've had him on, they smash him like that, like fucking nothing. Like even nah, I'm talking right about from the, the very start of the Wyatt not, family. I'm talking about the very first big well, run he had as the Fiend. He was this unbeatable, and that's when they were turning the screens or the cameras all red and everything, and he beat Seth Rollins in the match. They didn't even finish the match. It just went off the air because he beat up Seth Rollins so bad or whatever. And then, like, he was on this huge run, and it was like, oh, he's going into WrestleMania. And I can't remember who he would have wrestled at WrestleMania, but it was like it would have been a, probably a pretty good match. But and then all of a sudden, Randy it was Orton, like right? Goldberg fucking blah, blah, blah. And it's like then he smashed him in 30 seconds, took the title away, and then he did something. Com- I think after that, he wrestled Randy Orton at fucking uh, – at, uh, WrestleMania, I think. And that was the whole pandemic thing after that, right? No. No, it was like uh, two years before that. Or oh. a year before that, at least. Not as a fiend, yeah, was it? At least two years before it. Yeah, the fiend's been around for a minute, at least since 2019. Well, that was or, right or before the pandemic. I'm sorry, 2018. Yeah, it, was, it was pre-pandemic. Like, at least the beginning of 2018. I don't think, like, very much pre-pandemic, though. It's about the beginning of 2018. When, you think when so? the fiend started, yeah, I believe. Because hmm. he had a small little run there where he was showing up for a while and just beating people up and then he won the title and was on a pretty good tear there for i would say from like survivor series almost all the way to wrestlemania and then they had him lose it to goldberg and then goldberg wrestled did he wrestle brock lesnar at wrestlemania or was it they had a rematch at a pay-per-view and then maybe brock lesnar won it back and then went into wrestlemania and wrestled would have been roman reigns that year probably or maybe roman beat goldberg then beat Brock or wrestled Brock at WrestleMania that year. I can't remember. Something like that. To that happened to that effect though. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg, Lesnar, Roman Reigns were. You all should probably not tell the story if you don't know what the fucking story it's, is. Clint. It's something similar to that. That title. I, <laughs> it's because I can't keep up with it now because it's so bad. <coughs> all right. Uh, I think that's. Was that number one? That was, that number, was one number one on the list. That concludes, so that concludes the show. I there's only three. There's only three people that even give a fuck about that list on that topic. And that's Roddy Piper, uh, Roddy Piper, Scott Hall, and Jake the Snake. I like Owen Hart. He ain't on that level. Yeah, he is. No, it's not in your mind because you're a WCW fan. Not in Jake the Snake, Scott WCW Hall, sucked, Roddy Piper did. level. It's never any good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. uh this is going to be the ending of the show for this week. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify to begin with, and we will be getting on other platforms soon. Uh, have a good week. Have a nice week. Later. Later.